Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow Airport. General opinion starting to make out that we live in a world of hatred and greed. But I don't see that. Seems to me that love is everywhere. Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, old friends. When the planes hit the Twin Towers, as far as I know, none of the phone calls from the people on board were messages of hate or revenge. They were all messages of love. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. I feel it in my fingers. In my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Feel it in my toes. Yeah. Love is all around. Oh, fuck, wank, bugger, shitting ass, head and hole. <laughs> and welcome, 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 welcome what intro. to the podcast that uh, maybe does a better go at Christmas than that did. Uh, we are best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. And we are here. This is our Christmas episode. Hey. Well, Christmas week. We have a special Christmassy, Christmassy one. But we're, we in, we're, we're now officially now in the festive spirit. I, I'm off school for, for the break, so I'm feeling very Christmassy. Yeah. La, 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 Even though I don't have a Christmas la, tree up or any decorations. You don't. I haven't wrapped a present yet. Wow. But I think I feel Christmassy because I don't have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> My uni finals are finished, so I feel Christmas joy for the first time. There we go. Uh, George, are you feeling Christmassy? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Liam, you work in the retail industry, so do, yeah. what does that mean? I mean, you've, you've been probably subjected to Christmas-themed stuff for a while. Yeah, and I'm the one who's in charge of the decorations at my other job, so yeah, it's good fun. But your job, is this the Retro Records and Toys, or is this... Uh... Uh, this is the supermarket. Wow, okay, wow. Yeah. And you're in charge of it. I'm in charge of the Christmas Mr. Decks. Christmas. You know. Liam. But not I, I do things with their Christmas decorations that even the boss bosses come in and go, wow. Well, you know what made me go wow? Go on. As your podcast boss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boss. We had our best week ever and our best month ever. Really? Wow. We did again. I mean, it's wow. it's been really good. We've been really, really fortunate in that regard. And it's just, well, I think we should just quit while we're on top. Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> um, not big, uh, big thank you to everybody out there, as always, yeah, for listening you. to us. Thank you for including us as part of your Christmas week stuff, even this week. So thank Ooh. you very much. Um, let's talk really quickly where we charted this week. We charted in here in Britain, in Ooh, Canada, Canada, in Australia, G'day. Sweden, Brazil, Norway, Ireland, Denmark, New Zealand, thanks, hey. Ethan, uh, Portugal, Philippines, Colombia, Ukraine, Malaysia, we were number 33 in Switzerland, number 31 in Kenya, and number 28 in South Korea. Wow. That Ooh. Kenya one is huge. Like, our three, typically in a, in, in a month, our, our top three will always be number one, America, as far yep. as number of downloads, mm-hmm. number two, Britain, mm-hmm. by quite some distance, and then number three, Canada. And this uh, month, it's been number one America, number, but right, be- right beside it has been the UK. Mm. But then number three is Kenya. Wow. wow. And number four is Suriname. <laughs> and then number five is Canada. What? Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Wherever you are in the world, yeah. like, it's amazing. Ooh. Is that a new market, that one? Suriname? I think so, yeah. yeah. We're not charting. Like, we're not on the Apple pot. They must have a different platform. Oh. But yeah, so thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Wherever you're on the world, uh, thank you for letting us know. Uh, if you want to let us know, you know, more specifically, at Best of Over Pod on the Twitter. They're listening Thanks a lot. to us all around the world. Uh, I'll tell you what, we got a lot of stuff we've been sending out across the world because uh, I got my promo thing where I say what we've released lately. It's it's he, it's not a short list. Uh, uh, take a deep breath. <laughs> number 100 of the, uh, our 100th review, which was The Matrix. It was. Our best first day for any episode ever. 
Wow. What, what yeah. an episode, though. What an episode to do 100, 100 yeah. on, yeah? yeah I, think, I think our schedules have been okay on that one. Yeah, yeah I know, but even the film that's coming out, you know. Yeah, it's just time. Yeah. It's, it's just insane. Time. I, I, honestly, I looked at it and just went, where's 100 fitting? And I went, oh, no, do I shift that? I'm like, no. No. no it's exactly what I want. Hell yeah. Uh, Ethan, we just released Who Do You Think You Are? Yeah. Uh, the Waters of Mars, David Tennant's yeah. penultimate episode. Great episode. That- that finale is coming soon. It is coming soon. I'm I don't know if terrified. I'm terrified. Re- I don't know if I'm ready to say goodbye to Tenant. I'm not ready. Because I want you to say goodbye. Intro. It's done. It's yeah. over. Yeah. Well, until until I'll, I'll the like 50th. Yeah. yeah. I like Matt Smith though. So. Well, there we go. We're about to get. get in, we're almost at Matt Smith time. Woo! Uh, BFE mailbag four. Do we know it's Christmas? That was fun. Well, do we? A lot know of people that? asking a lot of questions. Uh, my sister said someone else asked for. Uh, her Toblerone cheesecake recipe. Ooh. I think Dwight Smith asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I chipped in and went, yeah, I need that too again. But, uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to make that for Christmas. Uh, Hawkeye's episode four was released. Uh, we got episode five to be released soon. Yep. Usually be Monday, but Monday we're doing see it or skip it. Spidey, no way home. Yeah. Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Man and he's got three films. Yes, he does. But he's not Tobey Maguire. It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> and we've also got our, coming up, we're very excited. We haven't been able to date yet, but we will be doing our best movie musicals episode with Drew and Danny from It's a Musical Podcast. Ooh. Keep an eye out for that. It's it will be dropping. Cool. And we got a Patreon dropping January 1st. Whoop, whoop. Wow, that's coming around really quick. Uh, and yeah, I know. and um, we've got, I had something else in my head and now I've lost it. That's okay. We'll yeah. come back around for or did that come out? No, Christmas quiz came out. I didn't put that on my list. Christmas quiz. Check that out. Jeez. All sorts of content. Too much. Too much content. Oh, the besties and the resties are coming up. Besties oh, and the resties. Yeah. I mean, I love looking back upon the year that was and going. Which the audience would get involved with. If the audience to get involved with on yeah. multiple levels, but especially if you're, an, if you're, if you're, if you're a member of the Patreon. Absolutely. Lots of chances. Mm-hmm. So keep an ear out for that in the next few days. Uh, let's do some reflections and corrections, shall we? Uh, I need to make sure I get this ready because there's a few people who's going to have to do this. Ethan, let's Hi. talk, shall we? Oh, no. What have I done? We talked about a movie last week. And we had as different... As we want to do. As we want to do. But we, you spoke about something. And we said, are you sure it's Ex Machina? Oh, no. Are you sure it's not Ex Machina? Oh, no. And you went, no, no, no. It's totally different. I wanted to congratulate Ex Machina was such a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Ethan, I oh, think Seth, I've never felt Seth so happy why? doing this. <laughs> There's a rule. There's a rule of thumb. Is it really? There's a rule of thumb, Ethan. It goes like this: If the other people seem way more confident than you about something, generally yield. That's my rule of thumb. If I'm like, you seem way more sure about this than I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm backing down. But you like double down. You're like, no, no, man. I'm like, how how on earth would you have something called Ex Machina and be like, no, it's not related to the to the the actual thing? My dumb brain was like, well, she's a machine, so it must be Machina. Well, not Seth. I think, there's, I, think there's a link to, I think there's a link to that, but the yeah. actual name of something. Yeah, I wrote that on my notes, Ex Machina or Ex Machina, but if you look at it, just like of course, it's just the same two words, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, we had uh, some feedback from... Uh, hey, it's your sister. Hey. Uh, who watched Father Christmas is back and said, what did I just watch? <laughs> I'll never get that hour and 40 back. I have no words. I have terrible film taste. She really does. <laughs> and even I wanted to turn this off pretty early on. Uh, big apologies on my part. I got to go ahead and hit this for myself. Um, There's a mistake. Think yeah, I kept calling Josh my next favorite movie, Ed, again. 
Oh, oh no. It happened again. They're, no. they're, both, they're both really cool. They made a joke they should swap on each other's podcasts <laughs> just to mess with my brain. I'm like, please, I've got enough notice. stuff going on in my head. I don't need that. Tristan is melon, man. I think I'd first fig- episode I, I did, guys. There we go. Um, other, we got M from Verbal Diorama. Thanks for hey. all the love. She was going through all the people who she'd guested on. She did a very nice episode with us where we spoke about Point Break. We did. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Hermes, um, who talked about Zion here in our reflections and corrections. Um, said uh, Zion is a placeholder name in the Hebrew Bible. It's a synonym for Jerusalem, as well as the land of Israel as a whole. Uh, it originally did refer, however, to a specific hill. Reverend Bruce then jumped in and went, correct! And later it's using the Hebrew Bible is a metaphor of the people of God collectively. Welcome to our biblical <laughs> podcast. Bible corner. But he BFV. did go. Reverend Bruce continued, and I feel like I should give him his Reverend Bruce intro here. Hallelujah. We said, fantastic review of The Matrix. Took me through yesterday to finish it. I would wax all theological on how it is a Jesus story, but you pretty much covered it. I have nothing to add. Who knew the BFE family were such great theologians? The are. B in BFE stands for Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Bible friends ever. <laughs> Bible friends everywhere. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, then we've got, uh, I got to push this again on myself one more time. There's a mistake. Think I'm uh, this one is Ed, and is Ed from the Film Effect Podcast. It is Ed. Sure. Who says, Mercury Rising was Bruce Willis. The film you were thinking of, I was talking about all the sort of futuristic stuff that uh, oh, Keanu yeah, yeah, did, yeah, yeah. was called Chain Reaction, which is 100% correct, is what I was thinking of. But he said, really enjoying the episode and how you are properly handling 100 episodes. Great job. Ed's Aww. always a positive. I really do appreciate it, Thank Ed, you, out bro. there. Yeah. Thanks for every bit of kindness and support, buddy. Really appreciate that. Uh, shout outs, resident Posty Russell for hey, the love. Hey, 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 Mr. Postman. Hey, hey. Uh, we've got Jesse B from. Um, oh, I've just completely lost where I am. Sorry. Jesse B from the Recasted Podcast for all the love. Uh, we've got. Hey, he's big. He's, he's getting up there now. We've got uh, Mr. Charlton. When you're this big, they call you Mr. Yes, when you're this big, they do call you Mr. <laughs> so uh, thanks for all That's the love. Uh, he's from uh, the Post Wrestling Group. Oh. oh, so there we go. Hey. Cool. It's been really, really positive. I would Thank just say you. this, Mr. Charlton, look forward for my uh, Christmas jingle entry in a day now. In a day now. <laughs> Vote for Ian. Have you uh, actually done that this year again? Uh, they're doing it. I haven't filled mine in yet. Uh, I know okay. what song I'm doing, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, good. Uh, Josh from your next favorite movie, For All the Love, Always. I got your name right. There we go. Uh, Hermes. Like me in a Star Wars thing for people to interview other podcast people. Cool. Thank, thank you, Josh. That was really cool. Uh, Hermes uh, says there was a lot of interaction between Hermes and Georgia this week <laughs> Hermes says sorry Liam and Georgia but you are so wrong about grumbles hashtag I said what I said <laughs> and he said and Ian your hacker name would have to be either Silent Bob because your Halloween costume was so great or Francis Costello because you're the boss of podcasting <laughs> I went you can respond anytime <laughs> uh, Frank Costello of course being a character from what movie Oh, Frank. Oh, uh, 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 catch me if you can. No. Oh, um, that would be Frank Abagnale. That is Frank. Frank Dark Godfather. No, it's the Departed. Oh, here we are. Everybody out there shouting at it, going, <laughs> bullet, Frank. How, "How do these? How do these guys have a film podcast?" <laughs> I've never seen the Departed. Uh, Ian Davies for the love and a real interesting Matrix factoid. Ethan, I'm starting to dig all the films you haven't watched because it gives us a fresh view. So that'll be yeah, good. I'm great. looking forward to that. Uh, friend of the podcast and our poet laureate, 
Dwayne Smith. Uh, Dwayne Smith. Who says he's very much looking forward to George's Hyper Reality Podcast. <laughs> and was honored that we all performed the BFE Commandments rhyme. Ethan, you did incredibly well. well done, Ethan. Love the 100th episode. The countdown did have some questionable positions, though. Hey, I'm saying, Dwayne, if they listened to me, we wouldn't have had any of these things. <laughs> Simple as. But said, so lovely to hear Ellie again, if only briefly. And we would agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, to my own. the Scuttlebutt Pod, who named us, like, if they were making their own sinister six they would name us as one of their uh one of their sinisters i don't know the villains that well in the sinisters is venom in the sinister six no it's usually like doc ock doc ock doc ock da vulture um i don't know something like that doc ock absolutely uh also jesse b from the recasted pod did the same thing so apparently i don't know if means we're popular or people think we're villains both. Green goblins in that too. Oh, you I, be that? I want people to love me as what is that quote? What was that? Oh, I want people to be afraid of how, how much, much they, they love me. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the scuttlebutt pod. Uh, I said that already. Uh, we've got Ocho Dure Parley Hour for the love. Bigger movie pod for the love. Cheap seat reviews for the love. Carlo, low, 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 low. Who said I have to say that Ian blew my mind with his orange experiment more than this film did in two hours back when I saw it. Uh, he also fully agrees with George's reading of the Matrix. Thanks, Carlo. And said it was lovely to hear Ellie again. Uh, Reverend Bruce, we did his intro a minute ago, who yep. tweeted out his top 21 films for 2021. Some of them are trilogies. Like, his top 21 is like 105 films. <laughs> but number 21 is a tie between... <laughs> so it's not 21 at all, then. No, but number 21 is a tie between Clockwork Orange. Oh, and you'll never guess what the other film is. Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut. My sister Kirsty, we played your intro a while ago, said, I'm beyond excited for next week's releases. Love Actually is definitely in my top five films. Remember that statement. I will. That's all I'm going to ask you to do. <laughs> I said, just happened to watch it today before my listen. Once again, thanks for keeping me company as I sew. Uh, shoot the flick for all the love. Conspiracy Me podcast for the love. Another Ian. For the love at bit dead 77 lots of ians it's the ian it's the, it's the ian is always right thing that's what's doing it <laughs> uh paul and griff love those guys yeah fantastic for the love uh ratchet book club for the love so wizard podcast the recasted podcast they're great they do great stuff and the and the staff at verbal which is some sort of a podcasting community thing who picked us up as a december featured podcast so thanks a lot oh, for that oh thank you yeah that's cool uh also uh kev dog Hey, Kev Dog. Hey, I need a sound effect for Kev Dog. We do. Woof, woof. Uh, Who let the we dogs go. out? We can have Pippin barking. <laughs> On command. On command. I'm trying to get him to stop barking, but he's at mine. Says George is correct. Shrek does belong that high. It does. You guys are both wrong. <laughs> he says Shrek's one of the perfect family films. I'm not disagreeing that it's a good film. It is, yeah. But like 21? <laughs> of all those films. Shrek or Pretty Woman? Gun Car- Cars Shrek. is a good family film. Pretty much. Make it a yeah. good film. Yeah. Uh, and that's 50. That was like 50 for us. So it was middle of the road, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Shrek, okay. Shrek or The Matrix? Shrek. Matrix. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Matrix is like 61 or something now. To be fair, if you choose Shrek, you also get a Matrix reference. So you're choosing The Matrix. Yeah, if, if anything, just see um, Trinity in that outfit. Oh, jeez. I says the feel good storyline, the double humor jokes that kids and adults get at different levels, the soundtrack, and kick ass female that although she needs a man, according to the fairy tale show, she actually she didn't. Well, she didn't get out of a tower by herself, did she? No. Just saying. Uh, Russell, the postie, we've done your song. So have you moved away from the idea that you're going to cover everything on the poster now? The only reason I ask is because I can't picture you deep diving into things like Alien, Shaun of the Dead, or How. Halloween. And I went, no, no, absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. We're 100%. We are. We're, yeah. And I'm excited to cover And those. I'm actually looking forward to covering Alien and Shaun of the Dead. Doesn't mean I'm going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it does mean, no, no, I'll gladly dive, do a deep dive into that. How I mean, I'll get through it. That's we fine. We have always said the poster comes first. And we will well, always not do. not first. Cause well, we, no, or or no, else no. we'd be done by now. Well, no, I meant, I mean, I mean that we'll never stop doing it. No, no, it will. Yeah, the poster's on the thing. We just, yeah, every yeah. now and then we just get together and go, oh, we should do the poster for a bit. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. we haven't had a chance to scratch anything off to see how far in we are. But there will be, yeah, there'll be opportunities for yeah, that. Yeah, for that sure. poster oh. will never go away. Yeah. I've looked through that poster. I think we're like 27 films through uh, the ones that I could remember. For the I think we're more than that. I think we're more than that. Last yeah. time we did, I thought it was like, oh, wow, we've done a fair bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Liam, you chose Nebuchadnezzar as your code word I last did. week. Jeez, Louise. Uh, Ian Davies was first in the pool. Woo, good on with, with, a, with a Matrix gif. It was the actual line. Uh, my sister, Carlo. Carlo came up with Nebuchadnezzar, which is how you say Nebuchadnezzar in Espanol. Um, Dwayne Smith, of course. Uh that was Dwayne Smith, of course. Dwayne Smith. Thank you. Uh, Kev Dog, who did like, it was like the biblical text in Comic Sans, just going across a screen. I don't know where you found that. Incredible. Well done. And then Josh, from my next favorite movie, thought you said Ebenezer. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, that time of year. Yep. No. Uh, really briefly, fantasy football. Uh, I say really briefly because um, just me. Isn't you're it? the only one playing this week. Yeah. Liam, Ellie, and I all have buys for various reasons, and you're yeah. getting you're getting. You're Kyla getting, fucking Murray was Kyla fucking Murray, not Kyla fucking Murray, and it's yeah. made me really sad. You're getting trashed. Yeah, I am. You are. I've so got, I've got to drop Ty Johnson. Looks like you're going to go down to Alex from Main Street Finance. Yeah, I think I am. Our defending champion. Which I'm all right with. If I lose to the defending champion, I will lose to the defending That's champion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I tell you, he's got a good team. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be that confident about playing him next week myself. So there we go. Okay. Um, that's about it for the intro. So why not give us a review? Spotify has added the ability to give star ratings. So if you listen Ooh. on Spotify, why not give the BFE a five? I hear five is a nice number. Five is the magic number. <laughs> that's three. Don't do that because it's I actually know. three and people oh. might then get that stuck I in their head know. and then vote three. Five is the magic number. Five on Spotify. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, let's talk about number. Love Actually. Who's seen this before? Me. Me. My first time. Hey. It's all about love, And actually. I want to share. Remember when their first time is? Because I definitely have a story about, about my first time. I don't remember. remember it was around Debbie's. Was it around Debbie's? Yeah. I want to share mine. Come. We picked this. So back in the day, we, we used to rent movies from a, a place called shop. place called blockbuster, blockbuster. Yeah. and what would happen is blockbuster would get all the videos in yada 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 and then when they were and then you, you ordered like tons of them because the demand's so high right mm-hmm. and then when it's done they just mark them down to various prices you know get lower and lower and lower until you have to move until they finally move and and you just sell them used right yeah and so i think what happened is we bought it or my sister bought it or something like that and it was from this used pile. And she was like, all right. And I was looking, oh, it looks really good. Because I like the cast. I'd seen Bridget Jones's diary. So I was familiar with Hugh Grant and Colin Firth and all this stuff. So it had all of them. Plus it had all these other stars as well. I was like, oh, it's going to be well good. Mm-hmm. And I said to my sister, I said, oh, yeah, how was it? Because she, she bought it or something. It's my sister who now says it's in her top five, right? <laughs> she went terrible. I said, really? She went, oh, it's ter- so bad. Oh, no, I'm really surprised by that. And I was working uh, afternoon shift or evening shift at the, at the factory. And so I got home one night and I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch this. And I remember it must have been like three in the morning when I started watching it because as I was finishing, the sun was coming up. Wow. <laughs> and I got done. I'm like, this film's amazing. Now it's like June, yeah. right? Because it's on DVD. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, Kirsch, what are you talking about? This film's great. And she's like, oh, you think so? I said, yeah. And she watched it. Now it's one of her top five films. Of all oh, time. There we are. So when I make statements about how my sister has terrible taste in films, like this is the sort of stuff I'm talking about where I'm like, <laughs> she, her initial response was not very good. 
Just saying. All right. So Love Actually is a 2003 Christmas-themed romantic comedy written and directed by Richard Curtis. It features an ensemble cast composed predominantly of British actors, who most of whom had worked with Curtis in previous film and television projects. Mostly filmed and location in London, the screenplay delves into different aspects of love as shown through separate stories involving a wide variety of individuals. Uh, these tales are shown to be interlinked as the, t- as the film progresses. The story begins five weeks before Christmas and is played out on a weekly countdown until the holiday, followed by an epilogue that takes place one month later. Mm-hmm. So directed uh, and uh, written, but really his first time directing was uh, Richard Curtis. I really like Richard Curtis. So we've done a Richard Curtis written, we've done two Richard Curtis written pieces so far in the pod. Four weddings. Four weddings. Mm-hmm. And? A funeral. Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones. Yep. So there we go. So he does Blackadder as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Is he the thick of it? I feel he's the thick of it. I don't. That feels a little off of his. Uh, yeah, it's not. That feels not his usual mo. I know he did. He did about time. He did the death of Stalin. Like that's that hilarious. He did uh, the boat that rocked. Also on his pirate radio. Oh, that's yeah. great. Really. Yeah. Oh, really? I think that film really knew oh, what it wanted to be. Loved it. It it's just about music. Yeah. It dips in the second <laughs> half. But uh, no, it's bloated. Yeah, Death of Stalin's fantastic. Um, initially, Curtis started writing with two distinct and separate films in mind. Each of those featured expanded versions of what would eventually become storylines in Love Actually. Uh, he was par- partially inspired by the films of Robert Altman, as well as, I kid you not, films such as Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Inspired him to sort of take all these like ensemble pieces and smash them together. Them together, yeah. One of those many ways that love actually and pulp fiction are similar. It's like that it's yeah. that girl's haircut in it. The they same. they do say that Richard Curtis is the British Tarantino. I I hear that. I hear that a lot. Travolo wanna work with was, this, apparently. Was, was there any shots of feet in this film? Every I mean, other body Andrew, part. Andrew Lincoln's character sort of pans down to her feet. Oh he for does. A That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh so, how many different storylines do you think were in the film? One, two, three, four, eight, five, seven, seven. Georgia, nine, ten. Whoa! Wow. Originally, they did fourteen. Two of them got cut in editing. Two of them they never filmed. Oh, okay. So, uh, Curtis has spoken negatively about the editing process for the film, which he labeled in 2014 as a catastrophe and the only nightmare scenario I've ever been caught in. The film was rushed to be ready for the 2003 Christmas season, which he likened to three-dimensional chess. Let's get into it. So, the film starts, and I love the score. You have a like, boom, do, 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 do. Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow Airport. Um, I love this. It is. It's nice. And as this is going over, uh, Hugh Grant's got that voice. That, Hugh Grant's got a lovely statement-like yeah. voice, and you sit there and you go, "Yeah, it makes sense." He's talking about nine eleven, and that none of the phone calls were messages of hate mm. or revenge; they were of love. And then you know, if you look around, people are sort of unified by by love. Everybody wants to be loved to love people in return, and yada yada yada. And as this goes on, we're seeing images of people at the airport, and they're embracing and hugging and all that stuff. And that was just them shooting random people at the airport, and then at the end, yeah. going up and saying, "Can we please use your footage?" Yeah. Imagine that. You're just greeting someone at the airport and like, we have to put that in a movie, please. Could you? That'd be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Staple of every Christmas. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Isn't us, it? Yeah. Love actually is a, is a Christmas staple for me. It is. That's why I made the list. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know some people are like, what? She's like, I, I love Love Actually. Me Sorry, too. spoiler for the end of the, of the, of the pop, <laughs> but it's going to it's gonna do okay for me. 
So um, there we go there. Uh, and then as that goes in, love actually is all around. What this film does really well is it realizes how to edit one scene to the next. Mm. Yeah. And you start and you hear the music and then you get Billy Mac, played by Bill Nye, singing Christmas is all around, which is great because Wet, Wet, Wet's Love is all around was so heavily featured in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, it was a huge Also song. starring Hugh Grant. Yeah. Also written by Richard Curtis mm-hmm. and was massive. So there's a nice little wink and a nod to previous work. 15 weeks at number one. But I love us all around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and that's what Billy Mack's trying to emulate. Uh, and he says to his, uh, and he's having a hard time because he's too used to the old version of it. <laughs> and you get very quickly, this guy's not. Um, he's not into it at all, is he? He's, he's, he's not he's, festive. He's not festive. He's, do, he really, he's doing this for a buck. Yeah, he's yeah. like, this is a gamble. We're hoping that we can somehow manipulate Christmas sentiment into a number one. And so much that he asks his manager as it's recording, he goes, this really is shit, isn't it? <laughs> the manager goes, yep, solid gold shit, my son. <laughs> Uh, during the casting process, Richard Curtis wanted an actual rock star for the role of Billy Mack. That'd have been cool. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I love Bill Nighy, but that would have been cool for that. I think Bill Nighy pro- provides this level of like he mocks what a rock star is. Yeah. I don't know if a real rock star would let you go to those places. He works as a good caricature. No, no, no. He's a caricature of, yeah. of, of, of an aging rock star. I don't star. think Mick Jagger mm. or someone would. Mick Jagger was on the list. No! Yeah, but, yeah, but Jagger's not an aid. Well, you know. Jagger, Peter Gabriel, uh, David Bowie. Oh, he but the one who David I think. Bowie. The one who I think would have been great. Sting. Oh. I think Sting has enough about him to yeah. know to sort of play as a send up. That'd have been a bit of a sting in me. <laughs> but uh, the producers thought Natural Rockstar would make major demands to the script and music choices. So they convinced him instead to cast an actor. So, yeah. This catapulted uh, Bill Nye, though, didn't it? He kind of gets into the mainstream as a result of this, yeah. at least in Britain. I don't yeah. think North Americans know him too much. He's probably the biggest thing he's done North, on like a global perspective is the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. movies. But he's, the, he's like the uh, octopus head. Isn't Bill Davey Nye Jones. the science guy? That's Bill Nye. This is Bill Nye. Oh. N-I-G-H-Y. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is the only storyline that doesn't inter- connect it anyway to the others explicitly. I was going to say, there's, there's no blurring that, you know, yeah. links everything. You don't see it? him pop up in anybody else's narrative. No. Now, you see other people watching him on TV, yeah. so he has an effect on the overall narrative, mm-hmm. but not that. Five weeks to Christmas, we meet Jamie. He's going to a wedding, and his girlfriend is sick. There's a lot of introductions here. This is him, like, fresh off of Bridget Jones's diary, so he is kind of, and he looks good. Mm. If I may, he looks really good in this. I'm as straight as they come, but I'm like, this is Colin Firth. Okay. Yeah. So He's very young in this, isn't he? He, he, he looks very young. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have, uh, we meet Daniel, the flip of the side of this, because he's going to a wedding and he's in love with his girlfriend who has to say I'm sick. And then we meet Daniel, played by Liam Neeson, who's a widower trying to get over the death of his wife. Six years later, in real life, yeah. he becomes a widower when his wife dies in a skiing accident. Yeah, oh, I love him. Takes that. Yeah. Well, I got more of that. I got tons of that in this film. Oh wow! Then we also meet Karen, played by Emma Thompson. Now she's Dame Emma Thompson. I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. Yeah, ex Mrs. Brenner. Yeah, I'm talking about that. Yeah, uh, she's her her child's excited because they have their part in the nativity play, and they're going to be the first lobster. 
Because <laughs> there was more than one lobster present at the of birth course, of Christ. Of course. Uh, Reverend Bruce, if you could verify that for us, we could use that. Well, according to my nativity set, there's a Jawa and two dinosaurs, so, you know. <laughs> according to writer and director Richard Curtis, they had to put Dame Emma Thompson in a fat suit to make her appear heavier because she's actually a really thin woman. I was going to say, she Why seems... Why does she need to be... I guess the theory was to present her... You need to present her as the opposite of Mia in every way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so part of that is to go, what is an insecurity that a woman of a certain age might have? It might be the fact that she's no longer as thin as she once was. I didn't think she looked big at all. No, I was looking for it and going... Like, you can see in the face, she doesn't look big at all. No. It's just... There's the scene where she takes off her clothes and you're like, oh, she's not super thin. She didn't look... Yeah, but you don't, you don't look at her and go, oh, my God. I'm not sure the fat suit really had, did what they wanted. It to no, do. no, I, don't no. I thought she was stunning. Then we meet we're meeting all the characters, and we're trying to do a lot of comedy early on. Uh, we meet Colin Frizzle, uh, who's selling sandwiches. <laughs> and the score's still in the background, and he calls the secretary, Mia. He's like, hello, my future wife. And we're like, okay, they're all interacting with each other early. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in, uh, Georgia, do you recognize that he was in Father Christmas's back? He is. He's also in Death in Paradise and is much better in that. And was tipped for a while to be the next Doctor Who. I would have hated him as the next also Doctor. Also in a TV program called My Family. That's the one I knew. Yes, that's the yeah, one they yeah, referenced yeah. when he was up for Doctor Who. Yeah. They said, what, the guy from My Family? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in case we haven't talked about it, I don't know if we're here. I don't. Th- I think we have. The idea that the, well, everybody else is getting excited, Daniel is burying his wife. And I'm not sure if I've mentioned. I'm just flipping ahead in the notes because there's so much stuff. No, the funeral's coming up. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then meet uh, John slash Jack, played by Martin Freeman, and Judy, who's just Judy. And this is how I, this is my first thing I ever saw Martin Freeman in. Wow. This is my introduction to Martin Not Freeman. The office. Wait, this was before The Office, wasn't it? Uh, no, this no, is after this is The after. Office, but oh, I hadn't yeah. seen The British Office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is my first introduction. And they are so cute. And this is the theory, is the idea that they're, I mean, I don't know what movie this is. There's a lot of graphic sex in this film that there's, <laughs> there's stand ins for. Stand ins wouldn't do that, though. Uh, you have to sort of position yourself wherever they're going to put. Now, yeah, position. I don't think they you, wouldn't. You wouldn't get naked. And I don't right know because if, it, if the actors are going to be naked, I think you have to because that's what, that, that's why lighting. you're doing it. It's for lighting. The, for you have to set the lights yeah. to make sure the lights are going to bounce off appropriately. There's a woman who just made the I news. There's a woman who just made who just made the news, and she was a stand-in for uh, Kristen Davis on Sex in the City, and she was talking about her stories of life as a stand-in. Oh, okay. And sixty-hour weeks and all that sort of stuff, and just you know. Had, had a couple of traumatic experiences, but still oh, yeah. kind of gave a little bit of a of, of a light and insight on standards. Never really considered it because the actors won't stand there for hours and hours while you get the, mm. the lighting right. But if you're just someone who's just, this is your job. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so in the edited version on the ABC Family Channel, the entire subplot of John and just Judy was completely edited out. Oh. As you would expect, it's all nudity, isn't it? I was going to say, I said to you, I yeah. couldn't remember that so much nudity in this. In a 2017 interview published with Empire Magazine, Richard Curtis recounts that Universal Pictures chairman uh, Stacy Snyder told the movie would make 50 million less at the box office if he kept all of the nude scenes in because it would be a higher rating. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. as a result, you couldn't have as many people come see it. If their story gets cut, do so, they not appear at the the end when they're at the play, or is that just a really weird? It's probably just they're just there. It's like awesome. Oh, you don't really think too much. Notice them. Yeah. yeah, but Curtis felt that as a teenager, he only went to the movies to see some nudity and didn't want to let his younger <laughs> self down. <laughs> Liam, you and Richard Curtis, I think, have something in common. <laughs> I think we do. Uh, and then we go. We meet Mark, played by Andrew Lincoln, and Peter, uh, played by Oh uh, Chuetel Ijiofor. Thank you. I know Ethan's my go-to for uh, difficult names. Chuetel 
EG4? Yeah. Okay. I love him. He was in 12 Years a Slave and yeah. nails it. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing him in Doctor Strange 2 again. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah he's, he's the guy Mordo. who clears off at the end. Yeah. No more wizards. Um, and he, and Peter's trying to get Mark to kind of just chill because apparently he does surprises. This is what he does. And we, we get some little commentary about how the stag night went badly because they hired strippers and then the strippers ended up being men. And that was not, <laughs> not what they were hoping for. So no, no. And the reveals that they're at a wedding because you just see them standing and everything's shallow depth of field and they stand up and you see that everyone's standing behind them like, oh, they're at a wedding. Oh, it's Peter's wedding, which is a nice moment. Mm. Uh, and we meet the prime minister, Hugh Grant. Which I think steals this show. Well, okay, we'll get there at the end, but yeah, yeah he's very yeah, good in this. He's very good. Hugh Grant's in his first day in office, and we shoot not an officially 10 Downing Street, of course. Well, no. But it's a replica. Oh, I was going to say, I wonder if it's a replica or just a house that nope. made to look like The it. exterior was created in the Shepperton Studios car park, but the interior is a set. In production, in preparation, sorry, Richard Curtis and his production designer, Jim Clay, were escorted on a two-hour tour of the actual number 10 by Chancellor of the Exchequer, Gordon Brown, who ended oh, up being wow. Prime Minister himself later on. Yeah, he did. Uh, they were not permitted to take photographs or make sketches, and throughout the entire tour, they were flanked by security. But number 10 that appears in the movie was designed from memory alone. Wow. wow now to be fair we don't know if it's accurate or not no i know but, <laughs> but it looks pretty oh it looks it looks good it does doesn't yeah. it and they go here meet your staff and we meet some old guy and uh david sort of st- stumbles about you know you run me to my uncle but he was <laughs> he was an idiot but i have a very good fe- he was a pervert as well but I, <laughs> I have a very good feeling about you and then we meet some older lady he's like oh nice to meet you and then we meet uh martin natalie played by martin mccutcheon yeah McCutcheon, yes. originally the, the name of the character was martin oh, and okay. they changed it before before she even auditioned they changed it but that's kind of interesting how that was the original thought so from What's this i've learned it? that the prime minister has three people on his staff just the three <laughs> just the three and it's not even party. like they're introducing him to like three really really important people like the most important people because then natalie wouldn't be there well this is the staff at number 10 this isn't his political staff these yeah, are people no, no, who come I with know. the house yeah i know but like is only i don't think it is only three people oh no it'd be way more than that's, that's, that's the joke i'm trying to make is that yeah, it would be more than three and that's what i mean it doesn't make sense for natalie to be there because it's not like they're introducing to like the three heads of well she's different she's things. the catering manager he says later on he's got a movie I don't where was the is. cat huh where was the downing street cat that's true where was the downing street cat <laughs> um and she goes oh this is this is natalie she's new like you and she, instantly she calls him david which you don't do sorry sir yeah and then she goes shit I did have an awful permanent show I was going to fuck up on my first day. <laughs> oh, piss it. And instantly we get the idea of a David Smitten because he gets into his office, closes the door and goes, oh no, that's so inconvenient. Which is a crush. The yeah, crush is the only yeah. thing that can be the answer for. So he's already fallen for. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the wedding uh, between Peter and what was Karen Knightley's character's name? Um, oh, was it Joanna? Elizabeth Swan. Peter <laughs> Elizabeth Swan. Um, they're they're married, so we've missed the wedding. Well, we didn't mention when the wedding takes place. Like we get this great shot of uh, Kira Knightley coming into the frame oh. and coming into focus, and just looks like a million bucks. She's beautiful, yeah. that woman. Beautifulness. Uh, and so he goes. I'm glad you resisted the temptation for surprises. And as they're walking away, there's the the theme of whatever they're playing on the piano, which then turns into "All You Need Is Love" by the Beatles. All you need is love, but it's just pointing. Right here, just point out you're going love, love, love. A bit weird. It is. And then this guy, I don't know who the singer is. Who comes he was out. good. He was good. He Very was good. good. And Peter's digging. He's like, ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you if your surprises. And Andrew Lincoln's kind of just shrugging his shoulders. And this is my introduction to Andrew Lincoln. Was this? And then he would do teachers. 
and then he would leave teachers to go do a little show in the states. I forget what it was called. Something about the alive, uh, the the jogging alive or something. I don't know. They were yeah. all they're all dead to me anyway. So um, <laughs> okay, yes, over my head. I don't know. What you're oh, he does uh, the Walking Dead. Oh, well, yeah. he ended up becoming the, oh, the lead him, guy. Oh, he turns into a superstar. Is oh, yeah, he yeah. the yeah. hat guy, the yeah. cowboy? He's the guy with the cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coral. That's the same guy. guy. So Liam's got face blindness once they put a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part of the film, this scene. That's is it? crazy. Yeah. Well, that's, okay, so it's all it's, downhill from here is what we're hearing. <laughs> okay. Um, and so they all start playing instruments. So the first off, I'm going, okay, I get the flute. How are you smuggling in a trombone or a saxophone without anybody noticing? Huge thing, isn't it? It's a My huge plus thing. One. Um, the idea for his surprise, the band singing, all you need is love. At, oh, it's Juliet. There we go. <laughs> one of those, you know, t- difficult to remember names, Juliet. like, like you know, the greatest love story Juliet. that was ever told. Uh, it came from Jim Henson's funeral. Oh. Which writer and director Richard Curtis attended, where all the puppeteers brought their yes, muppets and did. sang a song. They did, oh. and it was really lovely because Big Bird was there. Was Big is Big Bird. Big yeah. Bird sings. Um, is it is it Rainbow Connection? He sings. I can't remember. Or is it? It's not easy being green. It's one of the no. It's not easy being green. Was was Kermit? He sang that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I think it's um, Rainbow Connection. Possibly. I Maybe. Yeah. I, re- I said it's really emotional. I said you see those trombone players. Yeah. Richard Curtis was one of them. No. Oh, I should have noticed. Can he play? Pardon me? Can you play? What's I don't know. The an- oh, none of that was real playing. No. <laughs> uh, Jamie rushes home and his brother's there to borrow some CDs. And the reveal's just some guy. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And he looks a bit shifty. I want to know, Ethan, did you get what was going on here? I figured, yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. And then you find out, oh, I think we should take mom out for it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's his brother. And then you hear his girlfriend from the next room go, hurry up, big boy. I'm naked, and I want you at least twice more before Jamie comes home. <laughs> Good exposition sheeting. We don't see the end of this, but I'm guessing it didn't go well. No. no. Well, if he goes Why to a different country, I'd backyard? assume. Why what? Why would you shit in your own backyard? <laughs> why? Why, why'd you do that um and then we go to colin uh chatting up the caterer uh, he's got a see-through shirt which is great cause it kind of establishes he's got no money because his, his white shirt's obviously like 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 a tesco four four pounder right yeah, yeah, yeah and no one's eating the food and he approaches a woman with some with some of the food itself and is like hey you want some of this she goes no he goes i know right it looks it looks, looks terrible and he takes it he goes oh it tastes bad too and he puts it back on the tray <laughs> then he spit it out Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, what do you do for a living? She goes, oh, I'm a caterer. He goes, oh, do you do weddings? She goes, I do. He goes, they shouldn't have asked. They actually, should have asked you to do this one. She goes, they did. And this one, he's not cluing in. He goes, oh, I wish you hadn't turned it down. She goes, I didn't. And then he pauses and goes, <laughs> which is very Rowan Atkinson in um, Four Weddings at a Funeral. It is. When she talks about, you know, when Kristen Scott Thomas is like, far less call for condoms. He goes, mm. I really don't like Ron Atkinson. Do you not? No. Oh. He drops everything before. This level. scene was supposed to be in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh. So you can see Hugh Grant doing this same sort of you line. You can, you can. Yeah. I think the idea was that if you see him chatting up other women, it gets rid of the sort of the idea that they're totally meant for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you see here. I could see his mate who never really gets anyone doing that. Yeah, baby, yeah. So Colin has this theory. I need to go to America because the American girls will find me cool. He says, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm Colin, god of sex. I'm just on the wrong continent. If I go to America, women will be all over me. See, I know this is wrong because I've been to America twice and they all think I'm Australian. Really? They don't ever think I'm British. Does it matter to them though? I've never seen 
that at all? Every time I see, if anything, I see Australians get mad because everybody thinks they're English. Oh, do you know what? I was walking around Vegas and everyone kept thinking I was Australian. Wow. Everyone yeah. thought I, I was Australian. I went and everyone thought I was Australian. Well, they're so, actually you know. Yorkshire. Uh, back to the film. Uh, <laughs> and by film, I mean the film set. Jack, So Jack and Judy are getting ready for a scene and she's supposed to take her shirt off and Jack promises he won't look if she takes the top off. And then they're like, well, you need to put They handle head. this scene really well. Well, everything about this, see, the, the thing about these characters that's so great is you juxtapose this explicit sexual content yeah. with the two most innocent people who ever lived. Yeah. And that's and where having, all the humor comes from. And they're having, like, playground, like, oh, I like you. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's really, it's, 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 it's a really cute romance. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, I think it's clever. It's, it's, it's very it's, sweet. It's well done, yeah. It is. Um, and so, um, like, can you put your hands on the breast? And you say, oh, okay, and he warms them up. And he goes, oh, I see wouldn't do that. I'm like, I get standing in, but they're talking about like, I'm like, how many, how many of these scenes are you doing in the movies you're called for? Yeah. Yeah. But they start talking about traffic and gridlock. <laughs> what sort of movie was it? I, well, it, it can't, surely it can't be an adult movie. High budget one. You wouldn't when I, for five weeks. High, high budget. High, high budget. <laughs> when I, when I heard, like, there was some video talking about it on YouTube, and I think this might just be an American thing, and they're like, oh, the two porno actors. And I'm like, Oh, that's not porno actors at all. This is the highest quality like production values yeah. ever. Uh, we go to the funeral and we get Daniel's eulogy, and Liam Neeson's acting the crap out of this. Oh, it's fantastic! Like someone should have told them this was just a little popcorn movie because a number of people are bringing the acting in this movie. He's so good in this, and uh, he's tearing up and he's like i was supposed to bring claudia schiffer as my date hang on to that yeah uh he says when she says goodbye cruelly through the immortal genius of the bay city rollers <laughs> bye bye, bye, bye baby. baby baby bye bye, bye. And then the cot the cot we're not there so um and emma thompson's laughing at the song Cheers. uh the have ang- you ever been at a funeral where you've you've started laughing only when we were supposed to because I have a I had a funeral I went to a mate of mine. Um really, really nice guy. He died way too early. And um and we're in the we're in the sitting in the funeral, everyone's crying, you know me, I'm really yep. really emotional and I'm I'm almost there and I never knew he was a Doctor Who fan. And his coffin was the TARDIS. Yeah. And me being me, I weren't trying to make a joke, I weren't trying to be funny. I just went, Do you think it's a lot bigger inside? Oh jeez. Right. Which made my mate have a giggle. Yeah, some, I, sometimes I, you need those. And moments. then I realised, but Wayne, who whose who's funeral it was, yeah. he would have found that so funny. Yeah. You know, but I didn't mean to make a joke. Yeah. Guys, but, take notes for my funeral. That's <laughs> a bit, okay, <laughs> a bit dark. <laughs> That's um, great, though. I'll tell you what was dark, though. Coffin. They pick up the coffin, and they're walking along, and Neeson, like, strokes the coffin, and yeah. it's the head with his wedding ring on, oh, and he's uh-huh. he's vacant. Like he was really strong in his address, but he's mm-hmm. like he's like broken, and it just stuck with me. But then you go bye bye bay, and now we cut, and the song is being played at the wedding. That's clever. There's a bunch I of these that. with I the music, so the soundtrack so is being used as our vehicle to to, to bring unity between two different storylines. Because that's what this film needs you to do. Go the ten different storylines, but we're gonna weave them together, and they gotta feel like mm. they thematically make sense, and they do. And Mark is asked uh, by Sarah if he fancies Peter. Question for you, because you haven't seen this before. Yeah. Did you? Did, did this get you? 
Uh, Were you thinking maybe he was in love with his best friend? No, because the uh, the scene at the end has been parodied so many times. I mean, oh, that's yeah. right. You'll know it. Yeah. Because yeah, I was like, oh, there's because like SNL have done it so many times. It, Boris Johnson it. did it in his election. He did. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I was, yeah. Dang it. See, it's, I reckon, it's hard to find someone who hasn't seen it, but even harder someone who hasn't seen the legacy yeah, of it. That's I the reckon thing. they stole that from Bob Dylan. Oh, for sure. The whole idea about writing on signs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, we talk about Sarah, played by Laura Linney, one of the few Americans in the, in the cast. When cast in the part of Sarah, Richard and director Richard Curtis auditioned a great many British girls, but kept saying, I want someone like Laura Linney. The casting director eventually snapped and said, oh, for fuck's sake, then get Laura Linney. <laughs> Linney was auditioned and got the part. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, she filmed this movie in London, England, while she was also working on Mystic River in Boston, Massachusetts, and flew Ooh. across the Atlantic several times in order to work on both movies. Isn't that Sean Penn, Mystic River? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. And the two of them decide, hey, what do you reckon? Is this the worst DJ in the world? And they go, well, let's have the next song, figure it out. And the DJ's like, this one goes out to all the lovers. And, and they call it puppy love. <laughs> he's done it. He's done it. He's done it. Worst DJ oh, ever. Oh, I guess I'll never know. And we then. How a young heart <laughs> really feels. Sorry. And we then cut feels. to, uh, we meet Mia. Played by Heike McCatch. Sure. She was originally going to be the girl that cheated on Jamie. Ooh. So I don't know if she was supposed to be both. And then yeah. was going to go work at the office and sort of have this this thing going on. Or if that would have been someone else then and she got this part instead. I don't know exactly how that works. I swear she was quite current back in the day. I've seen her in other things, but I haven't seen her like a recent This last... is all I know her from. She yeah. got a very distinct look. It's very distinct. Mm. That's what yeah. made me think, well, I know her. Uh, she looks a bit like Emma Stone. I think George is maybe maybe Lee's favorite character in the film. I don't like her. <laughs> That's the point. Me no either. Georgia got very sad watching this film. Um, am I okay to say that? Yeah. Okay. So much so that we had to call in pizza. Yeah. I, I kind of want to go and eat some more pizza. <laughs> pizza. Uh, a deleted scene explained that Mark is friends with Mia and it is his gallery that she rents for the Carmody Christmas party. Um, in this scene... She announces her plans to start an affair with her married boss. So the only remnant left is when we get to the party and she says, not your boyfriend. Yeah. Um, But then Harry calls in Sarah for a, uh, because they work together. I don't know doing what. Something with a magazine, I think. I don't know. I really struggle with this film because I can't, you know, I've got face blindness anyway. Like, I don't know who's who or what's going on at any point. Okay. You know when they like interact in different scenes? Yeah. I don't realize well, maybe that's this, the same person. Maybe this conversation will help then. So Harry goes ahead and says, so how long? You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to know who Snape is. Oh, I know who Snape okay. is. Okay. So, so Harry calls in Sarah and says, how long have you uh, been in love with Carl? How long have you worked here? Two years, seven months, three days, two hours. How long have you been in love with Carl? Two years, seven months, three days, and I suppose an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> called Harry. And goes, does everybody know? She, and he goes, Yes. Yes. Do you think Carl knows? And he goes, Yes. yes. <laughs> His <laughs> delivery in this is is great. I, I want to like Harry as a character, even though he's a scumbag. See, yeah, at yeah, first, yeah. I thought he was like to. sort of like a gay magazine stylist kind of thing, and I was very shocked to find that he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Carl, who's played by Rodrigo Santoro uh, from Budget Westworld. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Budget Paul Rudd. Yeah. Wow. He's like. He later wanted to be in Westworld. I forget what his character's name is in Westworld. Hector, I think. Hector, that's yeah. it. 
Your face when I told you that. Oh my god! Because I was looking, I'm like, what is? And I just put a beard to his face, and I was like, holy! I remember because he's also lost some baby fat off yeah, his face. I could, I could hear the music. The playing. first time I saw Westworld, I went, "That's the guy from Love Island. That's Carl. <laughs> Carl, what are you doing? <laughs> no, stop! Don't hurt them. Don't hurt everybody. That's terrible." <laughs> Well, Sarah dodged a bullet there. <laughs> um, in the scene where Sarah leaves Harry's office, there are two extra clocks on the wall. One of them shows the time in New York City yeah, for I Sarah. That, yeah. One of them shows the time in Brazil for Carl. Carl's uh, character from Brazil. Yeah, I, know, I noticed the clocks. Did you? I did not. I did. I didn't. They were quite sporadic over the wall. They weren't like in symmetry. No, no, no. Yeah. They were just sporadic. Uh, Sarah's phone rang. Oh, by the way, like, I manage people at work now. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to call anybody in and be like, you need to tell this person that you love them. No, you wouldn't. This wouldn't. feels like it's kind of overstepping your bounds yes. as a boss. This is, this, this, is, yes, yes. this is where I was like, is he supposed to be like the stereotypical gay character? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that would make sense. That yeah. kind of like, you go, go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Rickman doing that, I would pay. No one saw, I did like the whole Z snap yeah. of everything. Uh, and so... Um, Sarah's phone rings and she can't hear what's on it because Billy Mac's song is playing. Two things. Number one, it foreshadows that her phone rings all the time, but we're not told why. Mm-hmm. Love it. And number two, it lets us jump from here to Radio Watford, hey. where the song's being played in preparation for Billy Mac's arrival. And the DJ's like, oh, what a terrible song that is. Yeah, and then the guy's been. like banging on the wall going, oh, and it, as luck would have it, my my colleague will be interviewing him just after the break. He is so unapologetic about it. Yeah, that That's guy's like brilliant. a popular British comedian now as well, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. Is the, it? the the second guy who's interviewing him? Oh, the guy who was actually interviewing yeah, him? Is yeah. he really? Mark is something, I think. Okay. Yeah, he does like loads of like BBC panel things. I think. Oh, he's interviewing Billy, and he goes, "Well, what, what do you think this is going to have a chance?" He goes, "Not at all. <laughs> Not a chance." He goes, "When I was young, I was uh, I was greedy and foolish, and now I've woken up all alone." <laughs> but he goes, "Wow, he goes, thanks for an honest uh, response." You don't get that at Radio Watford. He goes, "Ask me anything you like, I'll tell you the truth." And the guy says, "After one for this, like really, like wow, it's a really honorable reception." He goes, "He goes, he usually goes sex." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who best Shaggy ever had? He Britney goes, Spears. Britney Spears. He oh, goes, really? Nice. And he goes, no, she, she was, was rubbish. Crap. Yeah, um, yeah, she was crap. She was rubbish. One of the two. That's and, really aged terribly. Well, yeah, in the sense that she, she's been used as a punchline. There is yeah. there is a very yeah. big in the freeing Britney Spears movement mm. about how she was used as a punchline. I'm assuming to do that, would you've had to get her for clearance? But then who would have given the clearance? Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. it's really hard. Is it, is it her dad, Jamie yeah. Spears? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we find out it was a race to now Christmas number one. These kids, if you believe in Father Christmas, like your Uncle Billy does, <laughs> buy my festering turd of a record. <laughs> <laughs> and then the song is a J cut, and we go from the song carries it over. Oh, he goes, oh, play that song. He's like, oh, no, don't play that again. And it's uh, we, we go to the president's visit, and it's a warning not to be bullied by the U.S. president. Now, this song felt a little bit weird in combination with this meeting. It's an important cabinet meeting, but like, oh, let's put on the Billy Mac record. I have us slightly in the background. Strange, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But it it, it has to link him. Yeah, yeah. And we get warned, you need to take, don't get bullied by him. And David's like, no, I won't take a hard stand because we're not a petulant child. They're making a petulant child to stand up to a a bully. Mm -hmm. Um, And he goes, who do you have to screw around here to get a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit? (laughs) And then enter Natalie, and you get that like little like, (laughs) 
Walmart? He goes, right. <laughs> With a little tea trolley. Yeah, tea trolley. <laughs> and then um, we go back to his desk, and she's bringing him more chocolate biscuits. Mm-hmm. This is her job. I bring chocolate biscuits. Says so she was hoping that he'd win. And, uh, yeah, he kind of just stumbles over his words. And uh, when she leaves, he's like, get a grip on yourself. You're the prime minister. Hugh Grant has such an ability to make you like him. No matter yeah. what. He, Ge- you do like him. Georgia, did you pick up that this is Hugh Grant? Do you pick up this is the same guy from Four Weddings and a Funeral? Yes, but he's okay. also in Bridget Jones, and I don't like Bridget Jones. So. That's why Bridget Jones was so great, because he played against hype in that yeah, one. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 Whereas <clears throat> in this I think, one? I think the comedy in this is very similar to the comedy in Bridget Jones. Uh, it makes R- sense. R- Richard yeah. Curtis. Which is, oh, I and, don't like it. Well, and Four Weddings. See, I like Four Weddings, and I like About Time. Okay. Which are both Richard Curtis. Yes. But I don't like these two. Oh, all right. Uh, back to the movie shoot. And they're simulating full out sex now. I think she's on top. Judy's on top of Jack. Yeah. And they're talking about the people. What do you talking about the prime minister? Oh, I think he's all right. I'll like, just small talk. Right. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I really enjoy talking to you. I really enjoy talking to you, too. And then they're told they have to position a certain way. And her boob hits him right in the head. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, it's got to be hard to be an actor. It is, isn't it, right? <laughs> my <laughs> question is, my question is, were there stand-ins who had to get the lighting right yeah, so yeah. they could do that scene? Did you notice Martin Freeman is always smiling in that scene? <laughs> always. He never stops smiling. What's my motivation? <laughs> uh, we find out Colin's got a plan. He's going to go to Wisconsin to find Wisconsin babes. Now, Wisconsin isn't like, isn't not one of your more glamorous places in the state. Why Wisconsin? Oh. Because it's Funny. not one. It's not one of the glamorous places in the uh, states. It's also like probably LA. a cheap, cheaper plane ticket. Oh, no, Wisconsin's not a cheaper plane ticket. Wisconsin's like on the other side of the Great Lakes. I Ooh. thought it might just be cheaper because it's not a light holiday destination. It, no, it just sounds out of. It's it just sounds like Wisconsin's rough. Like it's like winter. It's cold. They showed you that, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just that idea of it. it's the least sexy place. But it's like it's a it's a big city. Mm-hmm. Well, Wisconsin's got Milwaukee in it, so, but but you know it's 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 a location. It's got a funny sound to it, but it's it's not Milwaukee, Boston. It's not it? New York. It's no, where not, Happy Days was set. Uh, might be Wisconsin was that seventy show. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um. So he says, any bar in America, I will find women hotter than any in Britain. <sighs> and they start speaking in German. Back, yeah, no, nine, right? And then we go from that to uh the planning the party and it's the secretary the secretary's german so i wonder if this is some sort of a subtle uh, nod here she's really german although she speaks of a lovely english accent in the film mm-hmm. she's actually german uh on the, she appears in the poster in, in in the german version of the film just like carl appears in the poster in the brazilian version of the film uh, makes sense i wonder what people from other cultures make of because love actually is very british very british americans yeah. man they don't really when i did the christmas quiz they do not know love actually that well oh really yeah but then again, i knew it skewed british but like in canada we we we, we, we kind of dug it but mm. canada's always this middle spot between yeah, the two of them it yeah. is um and so uh, mia is kind of flirting i mean kind of i mean totally She's all out flirting with harry as they plan the party and he goes, you know, some sort of big boyfriend. She goes, no, no, no. I'll just be standing on the mistletoe waiting to be kissed. <laughs> and Harry lingers on it. Mm. He does. Then he we, ain't stupid. Then we go to Karen and Daniel. Karen, of course, played by uh, Emma Thompson, just so we're aware. You, did you pick it? Emma Thompson? Yes. Is your face blindness okay with Emma Thompson? Emma Thompson's the... Nanny McPhee. Is she Nanny McPhee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's also... Who is she in the Harry Potter universe? Oh. oh, Trelawney? No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I literally I only remember that because I started re-watching them the other day. Well, hang on. This is this is Alan Rickman's wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's also um, 
P.L. Travers in... Oh, my word, she is P.L. Travers. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't look the same. So yeah, yeah. she's 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 a national she's, she's a national treasure in this nation. In fact, her eyes are smaller in this one than Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, very much so. Uh, and Daniel's worried about Sam, and he says Sam doesn't say anything to me. And there's an extra level of separation because he's not just the dad. Like we said, he's the stepdad. Mm. So, what is the relationship between Sam's dad, stepdad, and Karen? She's just a friend. She's just a friend. Friend. Okay. And she tells him to buck up, and she goes, uh, you know, no one's ever going to shag you if you cry all the time. I get it's this British stiff upper lip, keep it I going. I it was like a like, joke. Like, it, oh, absolutely, yeah. it's a joke, but at the same breath, it's like, yo, you, the guy's wife's been dead for like two weeks, yeah. literally. Give, give the guy a well, funeral two weeks anyway. Like, it's, it's, it's a bit rough. Mm. And then we cut to him on the park bench, Daniel, with Sam. And good time to talk about Sam. Sam played by Thomas Brody Sankster, who I knew from primarily from this. And then I waited about nine years, and he showed up in Game of Thrones. I know, from tall. Doctor Who. Is he from Doctor What? He's the kid that opens the fob watch when uh, the Doctor and Martha go back in time. And he's like... Oh, oh. Right, 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 yeah. yeah I've recognized him in stuff. He's also in Maze Runner, I think. Okay. We don't talk about that. I'll tell you what we will talk about. Thomas Brody Sangster is the second cousin once removed of Hugh Grant. Incredible. What about that, huh? Tiny. I wonder if they found that out on set or whether he knew that already. I imagine they would know. Welcome to Britain. Just once removed. It's not that far gone. I was going to say, second cousin? I know second. uh, My second cousins are like my mum's cousins' children. (laughs) And we find out that the problem isn't that he's on drugs. He's also like four foot two. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that he's in love. And we get that oboe, that. Uh, and he goes, aren't you a bit... keep doing that, and I think it's James Bond every time. Oh, really? Yeah. He goes, um, Daniel asks, aren't you a bit young to be in love? And Daniel just, uh, Sam just goes, no. <laughs> like, you're an idiot. He goes, oh, I have to admit, I'm a little relieved. And he's like, why? Well, I thought it'd be something worse. And again, dead deadpans. Something worse than the total agony of being in love. <laughs> it's like, oh, quite right. It's like he went to Hugh Grant and said, how do I do that bit where you act all confused all the time? And you're like, oh, I said the wrong thing. I love their dynamic so much. Brilliant. I'll say this. Like, they felt great. Yeah. Georgia, curious about this. Father and son. I like that bit. Okay. Uh, Carl. Yeah, I felt genuine. Carl and Sarah. Uh, they still won't say how they feel. They're at work late one night, and she gets a phone call. We still don't know what the phone calls are. We don't. But we know it's it's a pattern now. Uh, in France, Jamie has come to write. Uh, the place is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, oh, alone again, naturally. There was a fire that took out almost the whole property. Really? Whoa. Yeah, the house survived, but everything, like the, the dock went. Yeah. Wow. So that's a shame. That is. Um, that's a beautiful place. Yeah. There's a bit where the Prime Minister wants to know more information about Natalie, finds out. And this is so we can find her later in the film. <clears throat> She's single. And she says, oh, I live in whatever. I'm in the Dodge End. He goes, oh, my, my, my sister lives there. Not in the Dodge End, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But enough that they share a school, it would turn out. <laughs> um, yeah, but they say that's the first time that the schools have all come together. Oh, that's yeah. it. Well yeah. done, you. Mm. Um, and she said, oh, what happened? And she goes, oh, I just moved back with my parents because my my boyfriend, she, you know, he wasn't very nice. He said she had thighs the size of tree trunks, which says tiny. fat shaming. This is a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, oh, it's good. You know, he goes, oh, it's, it's terrible. He There's says, a lot in this. There is. Also, Be- she's not big at all. She's pretty slim. She's just a real woman. That's yeah. all she is. Yeah. 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 He says, being prime minister, I could have murdered. Now, I don't mind the idea. I don't think the movie's telling us she is large. I don't think the movie's telling us that at all. The movie's telling us her boyfriend's an asshole. Yeah. Mm. 
you can still have boyfriends be assholes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. More just like the the it's a running theme in this world. There is something where it goes. Yeah, yeah I don't like where it goes in the uh, end with uh, someone else. Yeah, a couple of times. Um, it says being prime minister. Oh yeah. And then he asked a portrait of Margaret Thatcher if she ever had this problem. <laughs> and we cut to the point. He said, "Did you ever?" We don't know who it is. And then it's Margaret Thatcher. And he goes, "Oh, who might want to talk about? Of course you did, you saucy mix." <laughs> now, if you know, if you know Hugh Grant's personal politics, really? Oh, Dude. he is like hardcore labor. I yeah he's hardcore anti-conservative like you'd think he would be a tory yeah but he's not I because isn't his impression here of a prime minister primarily um this feels very tony, tony blair, blair. Yeah. which is labor yeah yeah but yeah well a conservative a, con- a conservative labor, <laughs> labor. yes yeah. absolutely um and then we find out that billy is starting to pick up some steam uh, you know, he's now appearing from Radio Watford. He's now on Ant and Deck's show. And if you're from outside of here, Ant and Deck are two legitimate TV presenters who are everywhere in Britain. Everywhere. And, you, I forgot and they how have, young they looked when they first They started. always look this age, don't and they? they? No, they, they look a lot older now. <laughs> they look they like have been on the top of their game still. for so long. So long. So long. Over so if you're from somewhere else, like if you want something big, like these are the guys you hire. It's like, like great double act. It's like, it's like Ryan Seacrest if there were two of them. Yeah. Yeah. But if Ryan Seacrest was also like a pop singer in the 80s, 90s. They did try and make it in America, yeah, but their, were, their accent was just yeah, yeah, when they were PJ and Duncan still. Yep. Yeah. They had um, to rock the mic. So uh, right. Billy's pick up some steam. He goes, oh, I, got, I heard you said you got a prize for our viewers. And Billy's like, I do. I have a felt tip pen. <laughs> and like, oh, look at this. We've got a poster of blue here. He said, they were on last week. But that's who it's going to be. It's going to be you and them for Christmas number one. He goes, I know. And they said some very unkind things about my record. And so he draws. He says, look, this pen even works on glass. And he writes a giant speech bubble over it and says, we all have tiny pricks. <laughs> and the, the Ant and Decker are like, oh, uh, um, lot, lots, lots of kids watching here, Bill. Did they get the, the, the rights to do that? Because at the end of the day, right, that's their faces full. Must have. You know must I mean? have. They, they must have thought it was funny. And he goes, Oh, that's right, Antor Deck. Um, <laughs> Another question I got for you before we move on. Okay. Um, the record's climbing the charts now, right? Yep. <laughs> Do you think that's because of his antics, not because of oh, anything else? It must be. This is kinda like the this is kinda like the example like enjoying something sure. ironically. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. it's about the narrative of let's get Billy Mack to number one, not about the quality of a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like what I think we said like on the Christmas mailbag, like um, Reggie got this machine was there just because it's funny because it's Christmas. Yep. Uh, and he goes, oh, there's lots of kids watching. Oh, that's right. Listen, kids, here's a message from your Uncle Bill. <laughs> Don't buy drugs. And he gives it a beat. And Hatton Decker like, yeah, all right. <laughs> he looks at the camera and goes, become a pop star and they, they give you them him. for free <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the time we have. <laughs> I have to say, though, Adam Deck's acting in this, isn't that great? Oh, that just that just reacts. See, Ant and Deck aren't actors, though. No, they're just no, no, they're, no. they're presenters. They're hosts. Yeah, yeah. So Ant and Deck played themselves in the film, uh, with them being referred to as Ant or Deck. It refers to the common mistaking of one for the other, which they've always I had. I don't know which one is which. Ant is the tall one. Ant is the tall one. Deck is the short yeah, one. Yeah. It's funny because the one you think would be called Ant because it's smaller. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's why I can always... remember that now. Yeah, Ant tall. And we find out it was three weeks to Christmas. Uh, Peter wants Juliet to speak to Mark on the phone, and we get to what Peter, you're never nice to her. Be nice to her. And he goes, no, no I don't think it puts her on the phone, and he's, he's quite rude. Mm. He's quite dismissive. She wants to look at his footage. He's like, I'm not sure I got anything. Uh, I was going to ask you to the film, have you fooled, but you already talked about this yeah. here. So we're left to think maybe they don't, maybe he doesn't like her for some reason. And I, when I watched it, I thought he didn't like her. Uh, then we go back I to the, he was 
I thought he was gay. I thought he liked his mate. Yeah, me too. Then we go back to the office, and we get told there's a, the Christmas party, and he goes, oh, what's the, the oh, it's an art gallery for the Christmas party? Because, you know, you can find a venue two weeks or three weeks before Christmas. Oh, yeah. I'm mad when they're like, oh, yeah, let's plan the Christmas party three weeks before Christmas. We, planning yeah, for next we planned a Christmas party for just like a department of teachers, man. Like we had to book that thing so many months Five in advance years. and <laughs> only got our second choice. Yep. Yeah. She has lots of dark corners for doing dark deeds. And then we get the shot from like Harry's point of view or just over his shoulder. And, and Mia like spreads her legs in this skirt. Oh. So gross. So, so, so you, gross and inappropriate. An and even, firing. even if you think that other person is into you, that is not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. If a man did that to a woman, it wouldn't be okay. So why is it okay in this instance? It's, it's not, not okay. Because she's, picked, not she's okay. picked up that he's into her. Yeah. That doesn't matter. You still shouldn't spread your legs in front of someone. Yeah, but not, not right. at any point through this movie do any of us go, oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, so that's true. Liam's she's right. She is the villain. We're all in agreement she's the villain. Agreement. She's the villain. Okay. Uh, in France, we meet Aurelia, and I had totally forgot. It was like, we're like an hour into this movie, I think, and we meet Aurelia. Ooh. Played by Lucia Moniz. She's uh, great. She's like a cleaner, maid, servant yeah. type. Yeah. Um, she got the part as a result of a joke by a friend of hers who's a casting director and sent her photos to this movie's casting director. Uh, Lucia went to the casting and ended up being chosen. Wow. Not an actress, to the best of my knowledge. She, Just, did, yep. she did great. What a good joke. Uh, we meet the president, Billy Bob Thornton. <coughs> we who's, he's great in this film. Oh, yeah. He's slimy. Uh, he accepted again, his part to- in the film without even reading the script because he was so flattered by the letter that asked to be part of the ensemble. Uh, it turns out Billy Bob Thornton's got a very unique fear. Yes. This might be a short list for my like, like I, context corner I, I point I, I of the year. Yeah, go ahead. Antiques. He's got a fear of antique furniture. Yep. What the fuck? As a result, Hugh Grant would sometimes flash a piece of an antique <laughs> just in front of Billy Bob before the cameras would roll and watch him freak out. And you got to keep in mind, if you're not from England, this is England. we got antiques everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Ooh, a Davenport. And he goes, but he sees Natalie. He goes, look at those pipes. How do you get anything done? Is pipes a slang term for breasts? I think. I've never called them pipes. I don't know. So he's the, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Ethan's going to look that up. That's why we have Ethan on the pod. Uh, and he says, uh, th- they've gone through a day and it's not gone well. Uh, he's not getting anything. He's frustrated, David is. And he goes to the president. They're sitting down. And he goes, look, I'm going to get you something that's very, very close and dear to my heart. So why you wouldn't bring it to the meeting? God knows, because we need this scene to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes and he goes to pick up this, this, I don't know, folder of something. And we actually watch him. In one take, go and get the folder. And as he does, so he passes Natalie, who goes the other way. Then he just literally gets the folder, comes right back in, and then we see the president's kissing her. She's not responding in the same way that you'd expect somebody who's into somebody to respond, right? I don't think we're supposed to think that the president has kissed her without any... um, because I always, Consent. I, I always assumed when he walked in, he knew that she did not want that. It feels like sexual harassment. Because there's, there's a point well, later on when there's, a, there's, a, there's a clear power disparity. Yeah. Yeah. But in her in her Christmas card, the idea of it, she swept up because of who he was. 
Mm. So I she got, couldn't turn the, him down. I got the idea that she didn't. She didn't want to push him away because of who he was. Maybe that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, because either there's way, a, he's there's the a look that Hugh Grant gives her later on when he's like, "People, are you okay?" Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. Oh yeah. I can't find anything. Every single uh, search result is people being like, "Is pipes a thing?" Because I've watched Love Actually. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's asking the same thing. Well, if that's Billy Bob. Vegas <laughs> <laughs> Ad lib. There we go. Um. And so we go to the press conference, and he goes. I got a real issue with the pre- with with David here, because he gets he stands. He goes. I fear our relationship become a bad relationship. If he, if the president doesn't kiss his girl, he doesn't do this. Yeah, true. That, that's wrong. And he his he, job is not to do things because someone picked on his girlfriend. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like his job is to go ahead and maybe say it to his face. <laughs> You're an ass. Don't do that. I'm going to hold you accountable. At no point does he go, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, the president, he was kissing my my, my secretary, and that's not right. He just goes, we're not going to stand for this. Honey. Like, he totally lets him get away with I it. I think it's like yeah. the straw that broke the camel's back, but still, I think that it, it's it's dumb. To be fair, I think it's just that thing of, I don't want to call the, the president a sexual harasser yeah. in front of people. Now, I do like the speech. Yeah. You know, a friend who bullies us is no longer a friend. You know, we're a great country. You know, William Shakespeare, the Beatles. Uh, Harry Potter, yeah. David Beckham's right foot, left David foot. Beckham's left foot. <laughs> um, he says, I'm prepared to be much stronger, and the president should be prepared for that. Like, you would not do this. No way. The camera's rolling. No. Uh, a speech given by Hugh Grant in the movie, uh, where he refuses to cave to the pressure of its long-standing ally of the U.S., was etched in the transatlantic memory as a satirical, wishful statement on the concurrent relationship with George W. Bush and Tony Blair. Blair responded in 2005 by saying, I know there's a bit of us that would like... There's a bit of us that would like me to do a Hugh Grant in Love Actually and tell America where to get off. But the difference between a good film and real life is that in real life, there's the next day, the next year, and the next lifetime to contemplate the ruinous consequences of early applause. Exactly. Well said. Yeah. yeah. Um, following the resignation of Tony Blair as prime minister, pundits and speculators commented on a potential anti-American shift in Gordon Brown's cabinet as a love actually moment, referring to a scene in which Hugh Grant stands up to the U.S. president. Uh, during Barack Obama's first visit to the U.K., Chris Matthews referred to the president love actually as an example of George W. Bush and other former presidents bullying of European allies. So, yeah. Do you know, I was in London at the time when Obama came over. And he was above me. Uh, where was I? Imperial War Museum or something? I don't know, some somewhere. Because there was armed guards everywhere. But Obama was in the same sort of place you were. Yeah, he, oh, really? was, he was literally cool. above me in another place cool. where I was down yeah. looking at these things in this museum. That's incredible. That's cool. I started yeah. reading his autobiography like, on the way here. Yeah. Um, we then go to... Uh, it was close to the end of his presidency. Though. Hugh Grant is phoned by his sister. David is phoned by his sister, Karen. And we find out that uh, she says, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. What are you doing? He goes, oh, I got to go. She goes, no, you don't. <laughs> and this is where we have a scene where we find out that Karen loves Joni Mitchell. Yeah. And we're told true love. She, she, she taught your British wife how to love, and true love lasts a lifetime. I like Joni Mitchell. Canadian. Yeah. Yep. Wait, so is, uh, my, my question here was, was Alan Rickman supposed to not be British in this? No, he's British. Why? It's just a very weird thing to say. To I him. think this is part of explaining because the idea about the British people is more reserved. I think oh, isn't as obvious yeah. to internationals as you might think. I think it does have to be explained. Yeah, no, it wasn't she's obvious not, to me. She's not telling Alan Rickman she's British. Yeah. She's telling the audience British people don't emote. 
For some reason, my brain was like, oh, maybe he's like American or something in his accent saying it's just because he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's more full of life. But he's not more full of life. And she goes, anyway, she goes, besides, which one of these dolls should we give uh, to so-and-so's friend? And they're both ugly dolls because they're Ken dolls dressed up in drag. <laughs> Richard Curtis said, just take Ken and put him in dresses. Uh, Emma Thompson had such a difficult time with the scene because she couldn't lift the dolls without just like bursted Corpsing. into corpsing breaking going into laughter so in the end she just gave in and shot the scene <laughs> um back at number 10 the prime minister is dancing uh i'll take you down i'll take you down he was he was taking moves from every single film you could think of i think i felt like this was the inspiration for music and lyrics did you ever see that no oh he plays like an is aging pop with, star oh uh, drew yeah. Bammer. yeah yeah and well, he has, he has like, this whole like dance thing i felt like he, this gets him ready for that he kind of parodies um, uh, Tom so, Cruise. Oh, in Risky the, Business? The, yeah, when he goes yeah. through. And he also parodies um, John Travolta in... Saturday Night Fever. Said he hated this. Oh. Yeah, I can imagine. Said it was the least prime prime minister thing to do. He just couldn't get past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the thing that you go, are you really playing... A, come on, realize your role here. You are in a Richard Curtis romantic comedy. I think the what they're trying to do in the movie is what I understood, is that they've took um, Martin's... Yes. Character who's the common girl. Yes. And they're trying to show you him a little bit of commonness in him. Yes. So you have that common ground with her. But it's the, yeah, but it's like he's a cuddly version of a, the idea of a prime minister, right? Yeah. He tells the American president off because he, like, you know, kissed <laughs> his girlfriend. Like, this is not reality, Mr. Grant. No. Yeah. Uh, two weeks till Christmas, Jamie offers a croissant to Aurelia. We get a warning about her sister. No, no, no. If I have that, I'll end up looking like my sister, was our first hint. Jamie's gaining weight, and we begin the comedy through subtitles, where one of them will say something, and then she'll say it in the subtitles, and they'll be the same thing. If you want more of this, listen to Hawk Guys, where we discuss similar hijinks there. Yes, that's true. Uh, Jamie is... Oh, said that already? Aurelia lifts a coffee cup, and all of his pages go into the lake. I saw that coming. I foreshadowed yeah, that. Every 50 pages, wouldn't you be like, Aurelia, your job is to take these pages and put them in a safe. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, just get a binder. And like, what's he doing? He said something about Shakespeare. Is he just translating Shakespeare? No, no, he's writing a book. He's, he's saying it's book. not Shakespeare. Oh, like, it's okay. not great, great writing. Like, if this gets lost, it's not like we just threw away Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, but he just wasted, like, how much time of his life? Well, that's the question, right? So they jump into Eel Lake. Um, it was only 18 <laughs> inches deep. And they had to kneel down and pretend to be in deeper water. It was also overrun by mosquitoes, and oh. Colin Firth was badly bitten with his elbow swollen up to the size of an avocado and requiring medical attention. Wow, this that did look cold. This is a this is a context point which I'm not sure has it, it feels uncomfortable for me to read, but I'm going to. Writer and director Richard Curtis and other members of the production had a 45 minute meeting to determine what color underwear Aurelia would wear for the lake scene. Why? What is the? I imagine the feeling is if you look at color, color is important, right? So, what's the connotations of color? Mia, for instance, was always shot with red underwear red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to represent her role as a even the devil in the way the fact she had the as, a, as a temptress. Yeah, yeah. So, wife. what does? So, what, what are the assumptions of? The, it's it's a very sky blue. I was gonna say you put her in a very light color. Yeah, light, light color. Yeah. She's not, not. You can't you can't have her in white. No, for obvious put reasons. Her in like put her in yeah like a pale yeah, just pastel. a pale pale is, blue is, is, pale is, is, yellow is pale too pink. young is i think there's all sorts of questions but still 45 minutes i'm not being funny right last thing i was thinking when she took her clothes off to jump in the lake was 
Oh, look at the color see, of that. See, knowing this, I'm going, why did they choose? Because I just yeah. said, it didn't say what color it was in my notes. I went, why was it that color blue? <laughs> and the camera never, goes down, though, and lingers. She's got a tattoo on the lower back, which in the early 2000s. Was known as the tramp stamp. Tramp stamp, which suggests. Yeah. So this, this is the point where he sees her as a as a sexual potential partner, maybe? It, yeah. it gives it that as way. As a yeah. real woman. As a real woman. Yeah. She becomes feminized as a result of this. She's not just the help. Yeah. Then why yeah. pick a very, very pale blue? You'd go with like a darker color if that's what that is trying to insinuate. I don't think, because I think he still was, it's, it's not that he only sees her. It's, it's like he's an awakening to who she is. Yeah. Uh, which is why the camera tells us, because the camera clearly goes, she's Look got a tramp ass. stamp. Yeah. <laughs> not the, but the, the, the tattoo above it, yeah. Did anybody else knows the wart was so dirty and murky and yep. yeah. that didn't look fun to be in um well we just read all about why uh why it wasn't for sure uh they agree that maybe as a result of her help they can name a character after her or give her some of the profits although their margins are a little bit different mm. to be fair after they get married like those those margins have increased yes uh they finally start to communicate in the portuguese love theme which is my favorite a bit of the score from this it was like do 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 it's nice do 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 and he says it's my favorite time of day driving you home and she says to the subtitles it's the saddest part of my day leaving you oh. and now they're in the car and earlier he was just talking nonsense because it was such a difficult sort of communication thing and now they're like looking at each other and then when they look away so everyone's looking at them I swear 10% of this film is just shots of people in cars. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Mack, we get shown his music video for Christmas is All Around. And Love Georgia, it. you kind of went, I don't know if I like this. This is a direct a tribute parody. to Robert Palmer Robert and Addicted Palmer. to Love yeah, yeah. and those sorts of things. So he is the aging rock star cliche. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's why it's shot in the way it is. It still doesn't mean I have to like it. Uh, okay, yeah, fair, it, fair enough, fair enough. But we're explaining, you said I don't get it, and we're, that's, what, yeah, that's what it that's, is. That's, that's fine, but okay. I, I don't want to see boobs and women spreading their legs. I just, like, I'm very, very sex positive, but this film is... They weren't spreading their legs. Yeah, the, 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 dr- the drummer does. was, and we, and we see her underwear. We see her, in, we see her we underwear. See her underwear. Through, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you? It yeah. does. It's, it's, it's the drummer. How did I not notice that? I don't know. Because <laughs> the camera lingers. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm very sex positive, but this oh. film is just... You may have had your eyes shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pretty much point. this whole movie, we can go, how do I miss this? I can answer that. <laughs> good point. Uh, and then we go to... Uh, and Mark's watching the video. This is a great way, again, to switch yeah, scenes. Yeah, to Mark's watching it. it, knock on the door. It is Juliet. She wants... Um, some look at some footage he was shooting. He swears he lost the footage. Why does she go looking for it if he says, you know... He said he'd look for it. Yeah, but if he said he's already looked for it, he said, look, you I know... I guess the idea of it is so difficult that maybe she thinks she could... I, I, she's also... I don't think she's... She's very prying into his business, though, isn't I, she? I think she's just, like, ridiculously unaware. Yeah. I think she's like, oh, well, I'll help you look. Um, uh, she's she brought Banoffee Pie. Oh, I love and she questions. Pie. She says, "Yeah, I've got terrible taste in pie." She's but off pie is great. Yeah, oh, it's I love the it. Best pie, so good. It's, it's up the there. It's not my, it's not my, my number yeah, one, but yeah, it's yeah. up there. I love bananas. There we go. Re- 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 real rant table about pies one day. Oh, Why did yeah. we have to look at the hat? Ah, ah. I'll tell you. This. Uh, I can tell you right now. Just to jump ahead, uh, Kira Knightley had to wear a massive hat to cover a massive spot that had blossomed on her forehead the night before. Oh. <laughs> the only reason for the hat. She looked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She looks great. She looks very like like trendy in London and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Just a cover for. Zit. I would like to have seen that zit. 
Oh, there we go. Just just to show the normality of... Because uh, yeah. all the way through, she's seen as this idyllic... That's why, to me, you are perfect. Now, if, yeah, if she's got a zit and goes, to me, you are perfect. Yeah, it makes yeah. more sense. Uh, she loves the footage. She says, I look quite pretty, which I'm no, no issue with. Yeah. Because uh, she, she comes across still as kind of humble in it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And he's in the background, just out of the shot. And when we do see him, he's in shallow depth of focus, usually. But he's suffering so much and this but, is the first part where andrew lincoln's winning the acting but not only that he then starts when she realizes the pen he won't drops, stop looking at the screen he won't stop looking at the screen no. yeah and i'm like i am saying as a guy who teaches film studies <clears throat> mark how about a little shot variety because <laughs> it's all close-ups it is all we close-up. don't get any like there's no movement we don't get any panning but we don't, don't you get think that's like loud speakers going look it's only it her. needs, it's, it's, it's it needs to get across her. to the look. audience without words <laughs> yeah 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 as much as you can. I don't think they realize how stupid they think we are. Yeah. To be you fair, know, he, he does like to use the rule of thirds. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, it's just like, they're all of me. And no I couldn't help shit. it. I'm like, oh, you noticed that, did you? Oh, no shit. Uh, I don't know who's the dumber one in this relationship, her or Peter, because Peter's got no idea about anything in this movie. Nothing, has he? She goes, but you never talked to me. You only talk to Peter. And he's like, you can lock up. Uh, I got somewhere else to be. Self-preservation. Uh, and he says it's a self-preservation thing. That's why he doesn't talk to her, because he, he loves her so much. Ugh. And then Dido sings, and Andrew Lincoln goes outside, and he wins all the acting without saying a word. He like goes to double back like three times to talk to her, and then goes, no, I can't do it. And he walks up, We've zips up, so he's hiding in his clothing. And then he like goes on the street, and he like, kind of doubles over and just freaks the crap out of some dialogue. <laughs> We've all done that. We've all done that. I was the best acting in the film. Brilliant. Without, without saying a word. I would Georgia. Challenge, I would challenge that. Did you appreciate the nonverbal acting here? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I'm trying to bring you into the podcast because um, pe- pe- people might be going, where's Georgia gone? Has she quit the podcast? Jane Smith Georgia, has stopped listening. Georgia is just feeling a little bit poorly. He kind of wants to eat some ice cream. I'm very sad at other points today. And I'm just really tired. Okay. I want to eat some ice cream and I don't like this film. So uh, we'll, we we'll, carry we'll, on we'll keep powering through, through and we'll see. And we'll get you some ice cream, okay? Okay. Okay. So uh, when uh, Juliet visits Mark in his flat, there's a copy of rear window there is a rear window yeah. which can be seen one of the main themes in rear window is voyeurism or watching someone without their knowledge yeah. oh i love that so much. and that's so clear in the oh, shot it's, I, I, you know what I, I hadn't seen it ever ever oh. and then i saw the note and i looked for it it's right there it's, it's, right, it's yeah. right there it's incredible yeah, yeah, to be yeah. fair it's not the first time I've, I've i've seen this film since teaching rear window Oh, okay. So, because Rear Window is on my list. I love Rear it's Window. It's totally on my list. The I stuff love I want to do window one day. So much. Didn't they do a remake? Yeah, they've done a bunch of. Yeah, they've never been yeah. any good. Yeah. Um, and then we L cut with the music, which is Dido's, you know, I can't breathe through you resting here with me. And we cut from that to uh, the PM's office, and David's talking to Annie, who was also in Teachers with Andrew Lincoln. Weird. Weird. And in Doctor Who? Yes, she is in Doctor Who. Yes. She's in that terrible 2012 uh, uh, Olympics episode. Yes. (laughs) And then says to her, look, nothing, it's just a personality thing. Can we move Natalie? First off, not cool. No. But then she goes, which one's Natalie? You know which one Natalie is? She goes, yeah, the, the chubby one. Ooh. And I'm like, whoa! There was no need for that. And he goes, also not true, is it? And he goes, well. oh, do you think chubby? She goes, I think she's got some pretty sizable thighs there, sir. And I'm like, whoa! Don't, don't, did she say that or did she say about her ass as well? So I'm sure oh, yeah, maybe it's her yeah, ass. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 her boyfriend yeah. said th- thunder thighs. Yeah, sizable ass. ass. That yeah. was it. Yeah. That's very offensive. Just not necessary. Not she's necessary. She's not even got a big bum either. No. 
and no. we don't ever see this lady get any woman. sort of comeuppance. So. No, that's true. See, mm. I, yes, that's my issue. My issue is that the boyfriend were told he's a jerk. Yeah. This woman here is supposed to be there. like his friend. Yeah. Because yeah. when, when like he this. does his speech, he's like, oh, yeah, there's, there's my prime minister. And, yeah, and she's looking like, yeah, you got this. Uh, back to Sam. Joanna, his girlfriend, who wants to be his girlfriend, is going to America. So America. Uh, Daniel says, we need Kate and we need Leo and we need them now. I thought this was quite cool. I like the fact that they used um, Titanic in yep. this. Uh there's a great little bit where they're. This is the bonding of the two of them because yeah. they have to come together because mom's not around anymore. So this is a great little. So love actually. I mean, so we're inclined to a romantic love, but there's so many different kinds of love that take place in this yeah. film, especially I, I with wanna, Billy as well. I want to know one thing also. Right, this 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 gets me. So they showed you full shot, not just on the TV screen. But yeah. They showed you like full screen, full screen. If you paused it right then, you're watching Titanic. Yes, right. <laughs> Do Leo get credit? Do Kate get credit in this? No. Technically, they're in they're the using, They're using, the they're using archival credit. footage. The film is yeah. credited. Oh, okay. The film is credited, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, do you remember when I said look, look at the toothpick? You did. Liam Neeson was giving up smoking and was never without a toothpick on set. Oh. And the lad had one as well. So he just worked it into I, I think they must have gone, let's, let's, both, give you, let's give you both some oh, toothpicks. Really cute. And Sam is convinced that Joanna's the one. And this way we find out, hey, Joanna was mum's name. Yeah. That's when he goes, he goes, her name's Joanna. He goes, yeah. I know, right? Same name mum had. I'm like, probably didn't. You wouldn't have that conversation. No. But I'll forgive it. Uh, in Movie's France, Jamie's leaving, buying way more garlic than any human being needs. If he was <laughs> giving gift to a restaurant, that would make sense. Also, you, you a timed gift of, this is going to run out soon. Yes. Again, if you looked at all the stuff that was going in the back of that boot, yeah. <laughs> they were trying to tell you where the place was. Because if you looked around it, you'd never know that was anywhere in France. No, I love Portugal. garlic. Portugal. No, she's Portuguese. They're in Marseille, France. Oh, France. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I love garlic, but that's too much garlic. Even so Jamie's leaving. They confess their feelings for each other, but they're not speaking the same language. Literally, in this case. Ah, language but they are the love. language of love. She kisses him <laughs> and then walks away. Um, Sam is watching Billy Mac, and like he, he like goes through puberty as he's watching <laughs> this video because this is the spread legs for sure in this yes. bit, and it's. I felt really weird watching Sam watch this video. I was like, uh, I feel a little uncomfortable here. Uh, and then he figures it out. He goes, I know what it is. Women love musicians. And uh, I think he makes a reference to Meatloaf. Yeah, he does. Even Meatloaf got laid once. He's like, yeah, okay. Again, that's a bit, you know, attacking, isn't it? It's weird because you you're not wrong. But as a guy, I was going, oh, it's all right. It's weird how we do that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's right. Meatloaf's always like advertised himself as not like Meatloaf's never con- yeah. he's not he's always been like I'm not conventionally attractive, I'm just about the music. Yeah. I like Meatloaf. Um, I love Meatloaf. I mean Meatloaf isn't Sting. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm not sure if we have a female version of that, really. I mean, Adele was considered a little bit For on the big bit, side, but yeah. she's still beautiful. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? say it was a Megan Trainer because she was still like... Well, Megan Trainer yeah, exactly. was a reasonably sized human exactly. being. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think the closest we get is Lizzo. On a side note... Yeah. Lizzo? Maybe Lizzo, Lizzo yeah. On a Who side... Hell's Lizzo? I don't know. She's, on a side a note, if you ever look at... Li- Toss, check my nails. Baby, yeah. how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. That's Lizzo. No, if you know. ever look at the uh, my lips are moving, not lips are moving. The other yes. one, uh, all about that base. All about yeah. that base. There's all like that two bass. people who represent bigger people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Megan Trainor represents bigger women. She is like Diddy. 
She's like a reasonably a, sized she, she's human being. Is she a blonde? She got, yeah, she's, she's blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She, yeah. She, she's a reasonably sized woman, right? Yeah. And they go to a guy. It's this. It's this big. Like he's like he's like he's, the, he's large. He's he is large. He's like four hundred pounds. And I'm like he's like the male representation of like body positivity. Oh, okay. And he's like four hundred pounds. She might be like one sixty five. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. 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 Massive. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, and so we go to the, uh, oh, Sam's going to learn how to play an instrument. That's the plan. At the Christmas party at Nipples Art Gallery, that's what I'm calling it, mm-hmm. uh, Harry and Karen uh, are going around to do the duty round, and Mia is literally wearing devil horns as she walks up Jeez. to Harry. Yeah. The, the, it's not a costume party, it's a Christmas party. It's, it's a little bit on the nose. A little on the it? nose, like, hey, I'm a little worried about my husband. Why? He's dancing with the girl with the devil horns. Mm-hmm. It's like, the, what is it, the, the um... Not Ted, the other one, Barney, where he's like, I'm a horny devil. Ha 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 ha. Yes. Um, Mark is at the party, and uh, Mia goes, Oh, yeah, it's not my boyfriend because she's dancing with Harry. He goes, You're looking very pretty tonight. Which. Weird thing to he's, say. He's. he's I mean, I think you can't go wrong with you look nice. Yeah. Right. Look nice. As someone who works with a lot of female colleagues, you look nice is a nice kind of... But he's allowing it to skirt It's the way over. he said it. He is. It's like he's stealing a moment. Mm. What's the eyes he gives her a bit too? And she goes, it's for you. It's all for you, sir. Oh, it's so creepy and horrible. I don't like it. Um, and then we go to... I mean, a really quick moment. I, we can see that Billy Mack continues to gain steam. He's on Michael Parkinson's show. Which I think was just uh, plastered in or overdone on something. Richard Curtis wanted Michael Parkinson to appear as a talk show host, and he accepted without hesitation. Oh, good. It came across as that 70s, 80s feel. No, no, no. It was was 100% in the studio. I'm glad. Uh, Where uh, Billy Max says, if I uh, go to number one, I'll sing my song Naked on TV. So this is never about the song. No. It's just about can we get Billy Mac to number one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a great. This was my introduction as a kid to going. They're different in England <laughs> because, like, he like grabs his like hips and like the theories that he's like exposed himself to Michael Parkinson, who like just looks to the left of his like ass and goes, "That'll never make it to number one." I'm like, this would not happen on Canadian or American television. We had a platform years ago called Top of the Pops. Yes. Oh yeah. So they would have been able to do that, right? But where now? Where do you where do you perform a song now? You don't. Oh, BBC, BBC One. Yeah, oh, or like you go on talk shows. Oh, he's he's he, he's in a studio when he when he is he in a studio. I think he's in a studio when he does it. Uh, it no, he's live somewhere. He's live somewhere. I think it's a, yeah. it's sort of like where Top of the Pops. Where, when did Top of the Pops finish? It would it would have been, it would have been before this. I don't think it would have been before this. No, Top of the Pops would have still been on. My uh, Top of the Pops yeah. is on still for a while because yeah, Top so of the Pops is on like when you two released the No Line in the Horizon album, which is at least oh shit yeah two thousand eight two thousand eight two thousand nine yeah sounds about right yeah and that went oh far. no yeah because we'd always have the it wasn't the, around the for much longer Christmas, no, yeah. no, no. no so maybe that yeah um. And so back to the party, Carl wants a dance with Sarah, and it turns into Nora Jones. Oh, I love Nora Jones. I love Nora Jones, too. So we've had... Uh, Dido. Dido and Nora Jones in the same set. This soundtrack's great. And the next song that comes after this is a great song, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the, the My sister had the soundtrack of a movie, and it was great. It is a good it really soundtrack. It really was great. Um, Carl's, like, stroking and playing with her hair, which I'm like... I asked, is this okay? But apparently, because they know they're into each other, that's okay. Yeah, I think so. It's like so, a mutual exception that they know where this is going. Right? And you're not going to believe this. I'll tell you where it's going. A shot of the two of them driving in the car. <laughs> <laughs> As they go back to her house. 
and they get to Sarah's house and they say goodnight. <laughs> and Liam again started shouting at the TV, go in! <laughs> Don't say goodnight, go in! You've seen the movie. I was getting flashbacks <laughs> to Jerry Maguire. Yes, it was very Jerry Maguire. <laughs> and then he goes, would you like to come inside? She goes, yeah. And she goes, excuse me a moment. And she goes, just out of the shot that he can see, but we still I see her. This. And she's like a little happy dance. And that's, that's cool. Brilliant. And she's, and she gets this happy moment and they go up, she come upstairs in 10 seconds and they do in the 10 seconds is all one shot. Like we don't, we, we don't, it's a long take. We don't, we don't move out of it's it. It's a great apartment. Mm. Oh, great apartment. Yeah. He goes upstairs and they start addressing each other and then it gets stuck and she's like, just tug it. Yeah. I don't know if it was an ad lib, but it felt it so felt real. real. It's yeah. the kind of thing that would actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and so just as the top comes off, uh, a lot of boobs in this movie. There is. Yeah. I was I not, th- yeah. I didn't realize how much boobs there was in no. this movie uh, and, the, and and the <laughs> and the phone rings and she answers and she goes no no i'm not busy fire away now i'm like careful that's a human being you got there yeah exactly that, like too much of this i feel is us going oh poor sarah no, no carl's a human being yeah and you have just said he is not important now, he doesn't know the story yet no. but i'm like whoa 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 also, especially if for however long he's known how she felt and he feels the same way, and then the time that they finally get together, she's like, he should have never gave her the time of day after. No. I can't figure out if this is supposed to be played for last, but she goes, no, I can't get the pulp on the phone. I'm sure he's very good at exorcisms, as is John Bon Jovi. I felt the naming of a celebrity was supposed to be a laugh. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I think that's coming from the, the left field of how he thinks. Maybe. I'd be very curious to go to a cinema and see if people laughed at it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um, we found out her brother's very sick. Yeah. The phone rings again, and now Carl's going, will it make him any better? And she goes, no. And he says, maybe don't answer it. And she does, says, I'm not busy. Yeah, if you want me to come over, I will. And it's just the shot of them, and he's just looking dejected, like almost head in his, head in his hands. You going. Would, though, I you? do think the statement, will it make him any better, is a bit of a loaded one, though. I think it's the idea of, is she, because obviously he works with her. Yeah. And he knows how often that phone rings. Yeah. If this is really what you've wanted, what it, what is the thing? Is it is it Yeah, I know, I understand that, but it just it just feels a bit He must know that What has to happen? It feels a bit presumptuous. I hear you, but what has to happen is you have to give her a moment in this movie where she has to make a decision. Mm. Yeah. And this is the decision. Um a great cut between uh the the be- the bedrooms though. Oh, I love this cut. Okay, because we go from her bedroom to Harry and Emma Thompson's bedroom, and it's oh, it's it's a beautiful transition. It is. Let me just say quickly: Laura Linney says she wishes her character didn't pick up the phone when Carl was in the apartment. Aww. Yeah, uh, we go to Harry's home, and it's the two of them getting ready for bed, and she's getting undressed as well. And uh, it's this two shot, but it's not. There's like very little negative space at the top. It's almost like low, so they fill the frame a little bit. And it feels all clinical. Yeah, and uh, they get undressed, and it is. It's this very clinical. Um, there's no romance here. No. She's wearing uh, just functional undergarments, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not designed to excite him or anything like that. Both. Not that that's the point of underwear, but I'm just sort of sitting what, what I see separate from each other. Separate. And- the, the, the bed is there's a huge gap between them. I think which yeah. shows the divide here. And um, oh, she says, scene where she says, uh, just she be says, careful." Mia's very pretty. Yeah. And he goes, is she? And he goes, you know she is, darling. And then pauses and says, be careful there. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry. Whatever plans you might think if you're Harry, this is the abort message. This is, yeah. yeah, yeah. This, this, is, this is, she's on to you. Get the she's even giving. She's even giving you the respect of warning you. Yeah, yeah. I can see what's happening. You might not. You need to, you need to bail. Yeah. Um, it's always warning signs when someone's like, 
is she like it, if you don't have feelings for someone you can you can yeah because the correct thing would be to go yeah you're yeah right. she is she yeah. is yeah and then we cut and it goes from that to her bedroom and she strips down and she's very sexualized in yeah. this and, and like this purple lighting in her house as well and, and the then red extreme red and walking towards the camera. Isn't it? Walking towards the camera, yeah. which we had a few shots of her. Is that yeah. mistletoe? Where we on the get wall to kind of well. be a voyeur in her room. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. There was some. There was something on the wall that I think was supposed to mimic that or something. Okay. Bridal. Uh, we then cut to Sarah's brother's care home, and he tries to strike her, and she stops him. And this is the love. So, who is the love of your life? And in this case, it's her brother. In in a in a, in a f- familial way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that is the that is the relationship that she treasures above all others at great personal cost. A lot of personal cost because that never gets back. No, um, Harry, we go. He's going to go. He's in the office. He goes. I'll be back at three. I'm going to do some shopping. I want this job. Yeah, yeah. jeez. Mia he says she wants. Boss, so I guess he can. Mia says she wants a press. Well, I'm, I'm kind of a boss at my work. <laughs> See you guys. I'm going to go do some shopping. Oh yeah, I do that. Not for the town that I'm in has like <laughs> has like options, but yeah. Um, and so Mia wants a present. And she go. He goes. Why are you going to give me something? And she goes. When it comes to me, you can have everything. Okay. What's her angle? Because Ew. is she just after what? Sex. I don't think. She I is. think it's that. Oh no, she does. She does. Yeah. She's, power power power. Yeah. Yeah. she's after the power, isn't she? What power? She's going to be made president of the company. No, no. it's because it's her boss. So she's like, oh, I think, I look at I that. think it's this power. Th- it's not. Wouldn't be the first guy to ever have an affair with a secretary in the history of the world. Well, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. But she's asking for. Oh, I don't know. Uh, she says, I don't want... So he phones her. Mistake. Yeah, why would you do goes, I don't want... Some, what do you want? Do you need some... So she, I don't want something I need. I want something I want. Something pretty. And he hangs up, and she's like, his wife's coming towards him. I'm like, you are playing with fire. Uh, yep. Um, and then he goes to go shopping. She leaves him alone for, like, what, she says, like, 10 minutes? She goes, why don't you stay here while I do the boring stuff for the mothers? I'm like, Wait, What? That's not how that works. That would not be funny, Wouldn't it right? be like, I gotta get something for you, so you go over there for a bit? Yeah, that, that would sense. be more logical. He I goes, think it's, man, don't like shopping. He <laughs> goes straight to this counter, doesn't really look at anything. Gets offered one First thing. thing. Yeah, I'll take it. There's this necklace. Goes, how much is this? And we have the reveal of Rufus, played by Rowan Atkinson. Oh, hey. oh I think it was great. Dreadful. He's following this. He goes, Dreadful. would you like it gift-wrapped? That seems like a tactical error. The answer here is No. <laughs> I want to buy it and put it in my pocket. That's all I want. That's if he, he does says. this, if he does this, no, at first he says, yes, go ahead, gift wrap it. Oh, yeah, okay. he does. And I'm like, if he just puts it in his pocket, pays for it and puts it in his pocket, none of this happens. No, no that's good. She'll find you over in the golfing section. <laughs> yeah, none of this is, you know, you know, Ian's method to not get caught. <laughs> he must take it out of the gift wrap and later then. Well, no, because he leaves it. He never buys it. He never he buys it. For it. So why does she end up with it? Because he goes back and gets it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So he goes, so Rowan Atkinson, like, you know, puts it in the bag and goes, it's not just a bag, sir. It's so much more than a bag. So, so it is a bag. I, I was, <laughs> I was puts, howling. I don't know if it's sweets and then it's like some I sort of greenage. Dried flowers. Yeah. flowers. Some sort of greenage. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, Holly, is it? No, not the, at one point he goes, what else are you going to do? Dip it in yogurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Although, as you Brits say, yogurt. 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 Um, And so he then turns around and bails. I don't want it. I don't want it. And then his wife finds him right there. Oh, around the jewelry counter. Now, at this point, you definitely don't buy the necklace. No. 
Jeez. Or you do, but you also buy a necklace for your wife. Yeah, yeah. This is me being. That would be awkward if she comes to work and they both have the necklace on. Well, not the same one, just different one. Some sort of jewelry. Oh, okay, fair enough. This was me being way too innocent. I genuinely thought he was getting it for his wife. No, oh really? And he, I was like, oh, he's just. She just said she wants something pretty. I know, but I was like, he's openly said he gets. He always gets scarves for his wife. We're told this. So anyway, one week till Christmas, Collins rented out his flat to pay for his trip, and the backpack isn't full of clothes. We're told it's chock-a-block full of condoms. As if you can't buy them in America. Uh, Jack asks, that's a good point, Jack asks Judy out on a date while she's simulating fellatio. Yeah. Uh, Karen finds the necklace in Harry's pocket, so he went back for it, obviously, and bought it. Now, leave it in the car. At work? Keep it at the office. Like, not this that is, we're approving this is, of this. We're not approving this, but Harry makes like a million, like Harry's like an idiot. He's, he's stupid. <laughs> how, he is. how does he run a company? I have no idea. Um, apparently he just calls people in and gives them advice and they're like, Harry's not the guy who should be giving anybody tips on their love life. No. Jeez. <laughs> is nobody calling, like, okay, if she's such a good friend with him, if uh, Sarah yeah. is such a good friend, shouldn't she be going and going, hey, by the way, we all know you kind of got the hots for your secretary. You should maybe not do that. Don't do that. I've met your wife. She's on to you. Yeah, yeah, Like, they've been friends for two seconds, and then we never go back there again. True. Very true. Yeah. Um, So, um, Jamie's learning Portuguese. Karen thinks she's found the necklace underneath a tree. Says, sorry, I'm such a grumpy bugger. Bad Harry. Yep, you're pretty bad. Uh, We get Collins on his way to America. He says, farewell, failure. America, watch out. Here comes Colin Farrell, and he's got a big knob. (laughs) Did you say Colin Farrell? Oh, Colin Frizzle. 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 Colin Farrell, you're welcome for the positive press. <laughs> or you just call him a that big night knob. in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> and we get we got a big knob. And we get that smooth by Santana. What a tune! I love smooth by Santana. It's nice. It was everywhere that year. Mm. Oh, massive tune. Uh, we go to Milwaukee. He goes, take me to a bar. Which bar? I don't care. Your yeah, average yeah, American yeah. bar. And the joke, this is setting up. The whole movie long, the joke is he's going to show up and he's going to fall on his face. And the movie goes, I see what you're expecting. Ha ha. We're going to have him be right. We're going to have him be right. Yeah. So, Ethan, what was your experience with this? Did you think he was going to fall on his face? I really, I, th- I thought, I thought. Um, what was going to happen? He'd meet like some attractive girl and it was going to be like, he'd get mugged or like. I thought could, they were all prostitutes and I've yeah, seen the film before. Yeah. Well, my, well, I was like, they were like, oh, wait for Harriet to get here. And I thought it was going to be like some weird. They're going to tra- rob him or something. I thought it was gonna be, like some weird transvestite joke or <laughs> Joke's something. Joke's on them. They just got a bunch of condoms. It's going to be some really weird 2000 sort of transphobic or like homophobic yeah, nope. thing. I'm really glad I was No, wrong. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we go, oh my God, are you from England? That is so cute and then you go what's this a bottle oh bottle bottle of water straw straw table and then it's like oh oh, it's the same (laughs) (laughs) and meanwhile they go always take you home but we you know we all have to there's no heating we have to sleep naked he's like yeah it's all right with me my man's been living in a porno and then you get lifehouse if i could then I would. And we see whoever Harriet's supposed to be walking. We don't see who she is yet. And in the silhouette upstairs, we see three girls come and they take Colin, they take his clothes off and they fall down on what's the bed, we assume. Yep. 
Um, Chris Marshall returned his paycheck for the scene with the three American girls undress him. He said he had such a great time having three girls undress him for 21 takes. <laughs> and he was willing to do it for free. And so he returned his check. Good lad. <laughs> hard luck being an actor. <laughs> being an actor's hard. <laughs> Um, Freeman, jeez. And then we go from this, which is maybe our funniest scene, to our most tragic scene, because we have gifts on Christmas Eve. Oh, this and they're like, who wants presents? And for the first time, she's like, mummy first! And, you know, Karen jumps in and grabs the the package we saw earlier. Oh, and says, I want to open it. I want to open it. And she opens it and realizes the Joni Mitchell CD, which actually, really good gift. Yeah. If she doesn't think she's getting a necklace. Yes. Yeah. And then realizing what that necklace therefore means when she doesn't get it. Who else? The question is, who got the necklace? Now, yeah. Georgia was going. Well, maybe he's just going to, it's just a present for the next day. But we've established that Harry's not good at gift giving, yada, mm. yada, yada. So she knows him. So we go, okay, the movie's established. And she she knows. She's in denial. Just as much yeah. as he is, she's in denial yeah. as and well. He even to a certain says, degree. I surpassed myself this year. I surpa- yeah. He's like really yeah. excited to see yeah. her open it. So this is clearly this the is, gift. This is why I was like, oh, maybe it is going to be the necklace. And then I was like, what if it's Billy's CD? <laughs> yeah, you said that when yeah. he was opening it. So I thought you'd called it, but maybe, or were you just having no, a bit of a... I was like, what if it... I was like, it's... No, what no. what is like, worst case scenario? I was like, worst case scenario, yeah. it's Billy's single. And, and she, it got so much worse. And she goes into her bedroom, and it's that same shot from before, but now there's not Harry to balance it on the other side. She's great in this scene. And the bed, and the, the bed is a symbol of their fidelity to each other, right? Yeah. The marriage. And so, and we have these shots, these still shots of all the family pictures around the, the outside, mm. and we hear a Joni Mitchell song play. Yeah. And um, she sits there and she cries and then manages to like pull it together to go to the. She, she still has to go be mum. Oh. This this hit me personally because my mum had this a couple like, a few years ago. So my stepdad, he's not with us. Not that he's dead. He just you know away now. Not great. Not great to her. And one Christmas, just forgot to get her a gift. Oh. And you know, like she'd done all this stuff, got all these nice things, and she was the one that had to cook the breakfast because I was young, and yeah. she had to cook the the Christmas dinner, and she just went upstairs and just cried because I was yeah. the only one that was able to get her some. It was, it, <sighs> it hit really, really close. Yeah. Um, and then um, we cut, and as the song continues, we now cut to that same shot inside Mia's bedroom. And she's admiring herself in the necklace. And um, I found I was doing this research, and um, Emma Thompson said that she went to a real place for this. I said she, said she had her this. own version of this when she was married to Kenneth Branagh, and discovered that she, Kenneth Branagh was having an affair with Helena Bonham Carter. I told you they were real tears, didn't I? And so said that she went there. Oh yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's like wow, Emma Thompson can act. Like she this is not. Yeah. Yeah, 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 this is this scene destroyed me and she says like now like they're all good like she thinks Helen Bottom Carter's a great woman she and Kenneth Brown have made up and like, your life's too short yada 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 but says like in that moment like she was able to go to a very real place to make yeah. that happen so props to wow, her yeah um and then uh we go back to Sam and Daniel and Sam feels guilty but he hasn't asked about Daniel's love life <laughs> your mom was buried four weeks ago Ken. yeah <laughs> Um, he says, hey, it's all about you. Unless Claudia Schiffer calls, then you're out of the house. We'll want to have sex in every room, including yours. yours. Why would you say that? That's a bit oversharing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. It's fun. And we find out Billy Mac is number one. 
It's been announced. He's on the phone live to the nation. And he goes, let's play the number one hit. And he goes, not that crap again. <laughs> uh, he's going to go to Elton John's house in, a, in an embarrassingly big car. Uh, Jack and just Judy, he walks her home and he goes for a kiss and can't bring himself to do it. So she has to approach him. Get on her. And kisses is all I want for Christmas is you. And Ethan was like, oh, I wish he'd gone in. He's like, yeah. no, because they're so innocent. He needs to be this excited about the world's most PG kiss. His his reaction when he jumps down the set was so so he sweet. He like starfishes. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. It's great. He He's over the moon. Shit. Oh jeez. Uh, Jamie's home to his family, and I'm like, "Where's the brother who is cheating on your girlfriend with you?" Yeah, he's not been invited. It's like good to see you, and then he goes, "Ash." And oh, he was in the back, was he? Yeah, oh. he, he comes. Oh, forget that then. He comes. He comes. No wonder I wouldn't want to stick around either. That's and the he reason. Goes, that's, I think that's the reason yeah. why he looks at all the family and go. I think he just knew that's somewhere else he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. he goes, "I'm off actually." And then the kids, he leaves all the presents, and the kids are like, "I hate Uncle Jamie." I'm like, "Uncle Jamie just brought like, yeah, you, they're all quite fair, Maybe they could just smell it was garlic. Do you know how much garlic you just got, kids? <laughs> <laughs> you, can be, you can make pesto house. with that. You know the good thing? He dropped the presents off, so you don't have to go through the yeah. thing of this is from Uncle Jamie. Yeah. He's really expensive. Now go say, go say thank you to yeah. Uncle Jamie. He's, he's I don't, that one. I don't have to deal with any of that. I get more food. Uh, Carl and Sarah wish each other a Merry Christmas when clearly they want to be talking about other things and then she cries and the phone rings and she answers it because that's what she does oh. um, Juliet and Peter are watching something on the TV and the door goes and I, I'll tell you what this could the minute Peter answers the door instead of Juliet this is really you're awkward. done he does yeah. the same thing so, to so this, is, this is Ian giving like another piece of advice to, to not Harry but to, to Mark and going what are you thinking but to be fair, I mean, he's a bit of an artist, isn't he, anyway? So he's got, like, canvases and stuff around his flat. Sure. So carrying boards and, you know, music. I guess. Uh, he says, say it's carol singer. She goes, it's carol singers. And basically he confesses his love through signs. And we've oh, seen it. It's been memed a yeah. hundred times over. Yeah. Uh, well, the first I, you time know, I saw this was a Hillary Clinton parody, and I'm really sad yes. that it wasn't this. Without hope or agenda, just because it's Christmas, and at Christmas you tell the truth, to me you are perfect, and my wasted heart will love you until you look like this, and it's some corpse. Merry Christmas. She follows him out in the street, kisses him, and he says, enough. Enough now. Oh. Now my question is, how does he know it's enough? Because she kisses him, gives him a look, and then runs off. I, he might think he's in the game. No, I I get this. I totally get this. I this, this is no, we get this as the viewer. I want to know how Mark gets this. The movie tells us he gets it. That's because fine. How does knows, Mark get it? Because he gets it. Because he knows that she's not coming to him. Because no matter what, she just came to him. <laughs> I mean, like she's married. She's not going to leave that guy for him. And he knew that when she kissed him, that what kiss that was, was, uh, okay, I'm going to give you this. I don't know what to think about this scene. I really don't. And that's don't. why he says, I'm done, enough's, enough's enough. I really don't know what to make of this scene. Oh, you do or you don't. I don't think she would it. ever go with No, I don't, no hang on, I'm, I'm going to push back on that. <laughs> I don't think it is you or you don't, because I don't know what to make of this scene. Part of me goes, it's really, really romantic, yada, yada, yada. The other part of me is going, you're the best man at this wedding. You're his best friend. You were the best man at the wedding. He leaves it to his credit. He leaves it. He doesn't prolong it. He doesn't. I mean, he does still tell her he loves her. Granted, she kisses him. That's the closure. So if Peter found out she kissed him, would he be feeling pretty good about that? Well, no. It'd be really weird. That's all. I mean, it would be really weird if all of a sudden she runs out and then afterwards it's like, um, she's really good. Like, Peter's not. Mark's really good with her all of a sudden now. I think the film puts a bow on this, and I'm like, I'm not sure I it's. Think, I, I think it needed I, a second. Yeah, Andrew I, Lincoln just walk right. Going enough, enough now. I'm like, oh, it's oh, okay, it's over. Well, not it's not over, but he's. he's oh, it is though because we see it. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, it's 
You don't just turn off your feelings like that. He does. That's, no. that's what the film The movie tells us he does. does. Well, yeah. I don't think he does. I think he just goes, okay, that's enough for me. I'm not going to pursue this Can anymore. I table this? Because I think there's a point later in the film that still proves my point. I think, I think he just goes, I'm not pursuing this anymore. Yeah, I think, I think you're right there. Um, don't turn off your feelings. So, uh, so when he writes the cards, Andrew uh, said, it's in my handwriting, but it's funny because the art department did it, and he wanted to do it instead. So he basically just traces over their writing. So I don't know whose writing it really is. But he said he was initially unsure about his character. He thought the scene was borderline stalker territory. His words. He's not wrong. Uh, he said in interviews, looking back, his character was creepy and inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And he wished that they would have rewritten his scenes to make him appear more reasonable and normal about his feelings for Juliet. It, now, it, it's a movie. I realize it's a movie. I think but he's not wrong. I think people are looking too much into it. I really was 100% on the other side until about three, four years ago. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. It's, it's, it's one of those things that, like, in the moment, it's like, oh, it's really sweet, but then you realise every, like... You realise the connotations you of the backstory, and then this is this guy's it, it best has. friend. Like, it's a bit... One, it's yeah. his best friend. Two... You can't help who you fall in love with, and if you saw no, someone you of your friends... you can handle the way that you... You can handle the way that you deal with it, can't you? You get to choose that. Yeah, but you're not that person. Everyone's different. I'm just saying. But it's Everyone's, a film. But Liam, in, in Counterpoint, you're not that person. No, I different. know. I know. But, you know, you can't... <laughs> you're saying you're not that person because you're saying, but you feel the way I feel. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, people are looking too much into this. And with today's eyes, people are looking too much into How it. How do you know you don't look enough into it? <laughs> Counter-argument. When I was in college, <laughs> I held my hands up. I do not look enough into it. Let's, let's table. A movie. Let's you know table. What? Let's table. I, let's uh, all be friends at the end of this, please. I just, uh, I don't know. I think people put too you're, much You're a hopeless romantic, I think. You do. You yeah. do. I, I know you feel that way. But I think George Point's got some credit to it. You people look too much into it. The counterpoint would be you don't look enough into it. That's not an attack on you, nor an attack on you. It's just the idea of where do you find things within a film. I think people take things from different things. And certain feelings and memories and I think you get frustrated when they don't see it the same way you do. When yeah. you feel that they're going too far, I feel you get frustrated personally. I, I do, I do. Okay. If this happened in re- it's more like if this happened in real life, how 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 would it be handled? Oh, some ding dongs. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it's carol singers <laughs> and it's just a different that's what, employ- that's what employ Ethan and I have a romantic relationship. It's Ed to me, you are perfect. <laughs> They're all riding one after the other. Thing. That'll be Ed from the Film Effect podcast, not from your next favorite movie. <laughs> all right, let's power through. Uh, Billy has a realization. He was at Elton John's party and realizes that his manager is the love of his life. The manager who's purposely been dressed in a costume one size too small for the whole movie. Okay, I don't understand this bit. Okay. Is he coming out to him saying that... No. Okay. It is, is platonic friendship Bro- brotherly love. Yes. That's why he says, because let's, that's let's how get I'll... pissed and watch porn. <laughs> took it until this time no, no he's saying you're my best friend you are love of my life it's not a romantic relationship that ends up being the journey of my love of my life it's it's our friendship oh okay yeah, yeah. um <laughs> they hug and then like yeah Let, let's let's reestablish restraint by uh, getting drunk and watching porn uh the pm reads a random sam- sample of cards including one from your natalie i said to you guys out loud did no one screen these cards? Because her message is pretty freaking like <laughs> it is. It's out there. Yeah. Uh, they go, uh, they go in the car, and we have that same jump in, jump, jump for your love. I remember from a Tropicana orange juice commercial back in the day. <laughs> um, they arrive. They go door to door looking for it. We we see Mia who answers the door. I'm not being funny. I said to this when we were watching it. 
if you've just had the prime minister come to your door personally, yep. you'd be on that phone today. It'll be on. It'll be everyone be live streaming it as you Wouldn't walk it? down the street. You know, yeah. just knocked on the old door. Yeah. Whatever Whatever else, whatever everybody here seems door. to go. Oh, was that? Oh, it was the prime minister? Yeah, all right then, go on. No, <laughs> no she'd stick her head out the door, five doors down, and go, "It's me." Is, hey. is no one ringing Natalie and going, you know, "The prime minister's <laughs> looking for you. What's going on?" I usually have my phone on me, and if I answer the door and Boris Johnson's there, I'm like, "Oh." That sounded like a gun. That was my camera. <laughs> Piers Morgan's brother, not Piers Morgan, Jeremy Corbyn's brother just got done for that this week. Wait, what, for taking he a suge- photo? He suggested they should burn down like Tory MPs' houses or something Ooh, like that. That's oh, yeah. really weird for Jeremy yeah. Corbyn's brother as well. Yep. Um, he, so finally the Prime Minister arrives at Natalie's house. Oh, shout out to the cop who's got a lovely bass oh, baritone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the kids who are like dancing to like <laughs> the, 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 the caroling. Did you see the, in the song credits that is, it, it says Good King Wentzless traditional and then in brackets sung by Hugh Grant and whatever the... Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it has to. That's literally the yeah. song credit. Yeah. said both of them, yeah. Uh, just in case we were to take it, we would have to give credits to, to that arrangement yeah. um, he arrives at natalie's house natalie's dad calls her plumpy yeah that was weird. Didn't like that yeah, why? why i think we just see that she's got all these men in her life who are constantly bringing her down and i'm like that sucks um, and the women that are not in her life yep uh they end up doing another car scene yeah <laughs> there's a kid in, a, in, a, in an octopus costume because as the mom told us hey there's a lot of legs david <laughs> and he goes how long she's around the corner and they start spilling their guts out and she goes actually david i think you're the kind of man i could we're here <laughs> uh we find out it was her old uh school, school. i'll tell you who else's old school it was pierce brosnan's Really? really? He went there until he was 15. Uh, an additional plot that was dropped in editing concerned the children's headmistress and her dying lesbian partner. Oh. That might have been a bit too much to have someone actually dying during. Yeah, we had Daniel yeah, yeah, yeah. with death, but I think that might have been a bit much. Um, meanwhile, Mar- Marseille, Jamie lets a rude woman take his cab and has a tantrum. He like jumps and like throws his fist and like another cab just like rocks right up. He's like, oh, oh, okay, I like that. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Um, he, David, and Natalie sneak in the back of the school and he runs into Karen and we're like, and it turns out it's the school that their pageants at as well. And she like like attacks him with a hug because she needs this in this moment. Mm, she does, yeah. And, and he's been avoiding her for for a while. Yeah. And he sees she sees uh, Natalie and goes, "Oh, careful now!" There's a lot of references to people keeping their hands off the women. Yeah, he makes sure he keeps his hands to himself because 20 years ago you'd be just as type. It's mm. weird. How Still old is. is she supposed to be? I don't know. Still it's it's the worst nativity ever, uh, including a Spider-Man wise man. Oh, I love that! It was, <laughs> it was like it was perfect. It was like a was, whale. There was lobsters. Spider-Man wise man was perfect for us because we only just finished recording our No Way Home episode. Yeah. Uh, all I want for Christmas is sung. Uh, we get uh, Joanna, Sam's crush, does all of her singing, but the voice was too good, and Richard Curtis had it edited, so it sounded more like a child. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Thomas Brody Sangster didn't know how to play drums when he was cast, huh. but his father, Mark Sangster, plays the drums and taught Thomas how to play them. He was legit. He was good. He was, he was good, yeah. He's really concentrating, which... Uh, no, oh, yeah. He's only no supposed there. to have started like, learning a week ago, so yeah. Yeah, he's done pretty well. Oh, I, I like when he... who, who went... I want to play. Do you want to play drums? No. Well, we got no one else. Yeah. <laughs> it's yours. It. <laughs> I like it when she's not focused on him. Yes. <laughs> and he starts and he bangs on the drums. Oh, he's like, he's like angry. Yeah. <laughs> at first she goes, oh, Christmas is you. And it's right at him. He's like, hey. And then she turns and goes, and you. And he gets like mad and drums <laughs> more. How dare she incorporate the crowd into the song? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um... Uh, these two went on to play love interests on another show, Phineas and Ferb. No Did way. you know that he's the voice of Ferb? 
Is he actually? Yes. Holy so shit. Wait, <laughs> okay. is she Vanessa then? Uh, she's Vanessa. What is, oh what my is so god! Oh my god! Verb is a cartoon oh that was that plays primarily on like the Disney Channel and things like that. Uh, okay. But it was done by the writers of Family Guy. It's very good. It's very uh, meta. Okay. It's, yeah. it's very so meta. It's very postmodern. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm having a crisis. The right curtains now. open and uh, the Prime Minister David and uh, Natalie are kissing and they get caught. And he goes, "Well, not as secret as we'd hoped." So what do we do? Just sm- smile, bow, and she curtsies, of course. And wave. And Again, this would have been all over the front page of the Lynn News. Oh, for sure. Lynn News. Lynn News. <laughs> <laughs> news of the world. And then, well, News of the world, just how about regular papers as well? <laughs> to be fair, News of the world shot down a long time ago. That's true. Karen challenges Harry afterwards and goes, suppose you were going to get a necklace and you given to someone else. What would you do? Is it just sex? Is it love? Is it, is it? No, is it, is it just... Is, is it, it just a necklace? Is it just a necklace? Is it a necklace? Sex, is, it a necklace? is it love? Yeah. And she nails this again. She says, would you stay knowing your life would always be a little bit worse or would you cut and run? And he goes, I've been a fool. She goes, it's worse than that. You've made a fool to me and you've made the life I live foolish. She forgives him far too easy. I don't think she so does. The question is, was it an affair? An attempted... It's left... Ambiguous. Up for grabs, ambiguous. Yeah. However, the... Uh, you never see it, The movie script editor... And life partner of Richard Curtis, her name is uh, Emma Freud, said that it was indeed a full-fledged sexual affair and not just an inappropriate but non-physical flirtation. Mm. Now, we don't know this, so we get shown a thing like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. so it's two different levels. I think even without the connotation of a, of a sexual relationship, the the, the necklace is, is overstepping that. You're right. Yeah. Incredibly. Uh, Sam and Dan, you're going to go to the airport to, you know, get the shit kicked out of us by love. And then insert Claudia Schiffer playing Carol. Yeah, it's funny. It's a great little. Sam is way too patient with his dad. <laughs> He's like, oh, why don't you go ahead? And I'm like, yo, why are we racing against time to the airport? <laughs> yeah. What is going on here? Uh, Jamie, meanwhile, we have a kind of cross cutting here. He's going to ask for Aurelia's hand in marriage. Uh, turns out first time it's the wrong sister. <laughs> and she goes, you going to sell me to some Englishman? Said sell. Who said sell? I'll pay him. Um, <laughs> it's funny because she's large. As they're walking, she says, Father's about to sell Aurelia as a slave to this Englishman. And the guy at the gate the won't let Sam out. say goodbye to the love of his life. Uh, meanwhile, at the airport, uh, there is an assist from uh, Rufus, who stalls and distracts the guy at the gate so Sam can get by him. Is it he does this on purpose? Yes. Originally, Rufus was supposed to be an angel. And wa- as he walked away, he would disappear. What the fuck? Much better this way. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's like... I the, never got the fact that he was a... Uh, in this case, it's just a happy, happy, sir, happy oh, okay, uh, okay. A coincidence. Okay. It in makes this case. sense why he... Especially for though. Harry's story as well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's purposely to, getting in yeah. the way of this happening. Yeah. This reminds me of those Hallmark movies where it's like, it was actually Father Christmas the entire time. I just don't see why that's Rowan Atkinson. Why can't that have been someone else? Yeah, and then oh, I, I like it as Rowan Atkinson because yeah. he he takes too long. He gets in the way. It's, it's He's too funny, cool, but it, it fits in with the character we've, that we've yeah. had so far. Oh, okay. um, Sam then jumps uh, over some luggage and keeps running. Originally, like he he had a whole bit where he was like doing like acrobatic stuff because he's like a trained gymnast. Whoa. Oh wow! Uh, but th- that turns turns too farcical, then doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It, yeah. Like as opposed to just a kid going for a run after the love of his life. I think that's much better. So, it kind of reminds me of the um, Home Alone when he's escaping and he's yep. running away. Do you know what I mean? And the adults are like bumping yeah, into yeah, each yeah. other. Um, and so we have the cross-cutting between both of their pursuits. 
uh, Aurelia's sister go, uh, is they're all walking down to uh, still try and find Aurelia. And one of the kids goes, apparently he's going to kill Aurelia. <laughs> one of them everyone goes, cool. <laughs> uh, Billy Mack is playing naked on TV, and this is important that he's number one so he can play naked on TV so he can distract the people at the gate so Sam can get around them and, and yeah. finally confront um, Joanna. It's all coincidence, isn't it? It is. He meets her. Uh, he gets take. He goes, oh, no, I don't have much time. He gets taken away, and then she runs back and gets a kiss. Like, this flight's way late. <laughs> and not only that, right? If she Did she ever take notice of him? I think it's implied. He goes, I didn't know you knew my name. Okay, Cause, great. Cause, cause She's like, of course. If he stood there, right, and she turned around and go, you could argue when she does the song she goes all i want for christmas and the first one she does is that sam you could yeah. argue that's her way of trying to do do likewise maybe yeah she never really gives that other, other than that any impression joanna's i mean this is not great joanna's nothing <laughs> more the only time we meet joanna jo- jo- yeah. joanna's just a prize for for him to go after yeah, yeah. that's all role of women uh, i think there's some women who have good roles i just think joanna's not one of them yeah um, and then Jamie proposes and makes lots of mistakes in Portuguese, and she accepts, this is Aurelia, at the restaurant by speaking fairly good English. Better English than his Portuguese. Yeah. Just in case. Colin Firth looks great. They kiss, and then the sister comes around and kisses him, and the father comes around and kisses him, and Colin Firth, his expression is it's great. Funny. And we get God Only Knows, oh, which and is... I thought I was waking up because that's one of my alarms on my phone. I, so I was like, love, going, what? I love this song. Me too. And then we go to the coda, which is one month later. And one month later, we've got... Uh, sorry, one second here. I've lost my spot. Coda or an epilogue? What's the difference? Epilogue, coda, you can call it whatever you want, really. Is it the same? In a sense, yeah. Just epilogue's probably the probably more correct like. answer. So, so yeah. epilogue would be like with story. A bit more of story. Coda might just be a moment. So epilogue yeah. could be a more correct answer. Harry is back home with Karen. Um, and she looks better. She's obviously... She looks like she's... Uh, what am I trying to say here? She looks more stylish than she did before. Mm. She looks arguably more attractive than she did before, but there's something gone in her eyes. There's a pause and a thing. And I she think goes, there's a lot of resentment. She goes, it's good to have you home. And I believe she's right in the sense that her life should be better with Harry in it than it was without it, but it's not as good as it was before of his broker. It's the way she says home as if she's like, uh, could you yeah. stay? Oh God, no. Uh, I don't think so, buddy. I no. I've had, I've had friends who have stayed. I've had friends who haven't stayed. Mm. It takes and a certain person. It takes a certain person, and it takes a lot of work. I immediately to build that back up. left when it happened to me because I'm like, you, you can't, you can't. If you stay around, you let it happen again. Yeah. Mm. Um, Carol is with Daniel, which is nice. Uh, for her one minute cameo in the film, Claudia Schiffer receives a reported two hundred thousand pounds. Wow, not bad. Not that's, bad. that's all right. I need to. That's pretty good. I, you know what? I'm going to start working in only one minute of films. So that's my plan now. <laughs> That's the going rate. If you do more, you have to pay it less. But for yeah. one minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. remember when we were like, "Wow, Robert Downey Jr.'s paycheck for Spider-Man: Homecoming must be was yeah. so much." And Claudia Schiffer's like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah. Let me, let me, let me just take do it. two scenes." Yeah, yep. Uh, Colin is back uh, with Harriet, and Harriet is played by uh, Shannon Elizabeth from the American Pie movies. She is. Uh, Jack and Judy are engaged. He says he's hoping to get a shag, which is great. <laughs> Uh, she was rude. Uh, Harriet is with Colin. We said that. Denise Richards is Carla, and now she's with Tony. Denise Richards. That's the one yep. drag out, isn't it? That's one from the early 2000s. Yeah. She was Christmas Jones in she The was. World Is Not Enough. Yeah. 
uh, David and Natalie uh, finish the movie, and she runs up and looks very good in her little white kind yeah. of beret kind of hat and the red coat. It's great, very yeah. Christmassy. But, you know, security would have uh, oh, like jumped all over her. Easiest, easiest prime minister to ever assassinate would be this one. <laughs> oh no, right. because she broke through the line so easily. Uh, originally, Colin was supposed to be wearing new Green Bay Packers gear, but the filmmakers couldn't get permission from the NFL, so the idea was dropped. Uh. And as a quick little end note, oh, and it ends with people greeting each other at the airport. It's so hard to look back at all them. I'll tell you what. I mean, I was about to say this at the start. I'm going to say it now. I remember I was dropping my sister off at the airport once, and uh, there was this couple. And I can still see them in, in my eye. They're they they up to my left. And they were obviously saying goodbye. There was three of them. There was a, a couple, and then there was, I guess, the guy's friend. And the couple were crying. And obviously, this was like a long-term goodbye thing. Mm. And it was beautiful, but it was sad at the same point because mm. they were just whatever this was. This was a long time they were separated for, and it just stuck with me and thought like airports are moments of reconciliation and separation, mm. and the part where you probably have the no very real, yeah, no in between, and places you have very real emotions that get played out. Yeah. And I'm guessing this is the times before like the proper age of social media and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like this is like ninety nine, ninety eight. Oh, that's yeah. a while. So you. You're right, I am old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can I just ask a question about the airport scene at the end? Sure. Are they just, do they just all happen to be going on holiday or coming home from holiday one month after the rest of the film? Yes. Okay. Let's it just is, call it, a, it's just it a framing just device okay. so we get like a quick zoom ahead. Okay, cool. So Harry, like she does take Harry things. back, obviously, uh, Karen, but it, it, it's difficult, obviously. Um, I don't think she should have done. But. No, that's not and that's the nuance and that's a, it's a great question mm-hmm. uh, i don't have kids i don't have a fa- uh, what does that mean i don't know if it means anything True. uh in in red nose day uh sorry red nose day actually was a 2017 uh sequel in, in a sense a little so play i was gonna, I was gonna ask about it. this which reunited a dozen characters and picked up the storylines 14 years later i haven't seen it but i'll go ahead and check it out later on yeah uh, it was broadcast on March 24th, 20, 2017. So that would be quite interesting. So that is love. Actually, I think Georgia still remains uh, not not a fan. Mm-hmm. I like it. I do. Ethan, oh, it's, all, it's all down to me. Um, I I wasn't expecting. I don't really like rom com movies. I'm just. Looking, we're not giving our, our numbers yet. Just, oh, I was just looking for a general. What do you think? Did you like it or not? I had a great time with this. I had a good old smile on my face. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and hit this button. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Yeah, Ethan will learn the format somewhere around. We're 101. Episode so God 200. Knows. There we go. Uh, Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Random word. Um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. There we go. Ooh, hey, yeah. lots of good stuff there, actually. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, the money uh, budget was $45 million. Uh, any guesses as to what it takes in, Georgia? 210. Liam. 340. And Ethan. 250. Uh, Ethan's pretty much got it. 246. Wow. Most rented DVD in the UK in 2004 as well. That explains a lot. Was nominated for two Golden Globes for Best Picture Comedy and for Best Screenplay overall. Mm -hmm. Didn't win either, but was nominated for two of them. Nominated for three BAFTAs. Two for acting, of which it won one. Anybody want to have a guess which actor or actress might have been nominated or won for this? He's a big Thompson. ensemble cast. I was going to say Emma Thompson. Okay. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Grant, I feel, because he's the face. Okay. You'd actually want to go Alan Rickman, but he didn't really do too much. Maybe Bill Nye? Nominated Emma Thompson. Yeah. Hey. Doesn't win. Wins Bill Nye. Hey. Best supporting actor for Billy Mack. He's brilliant. <laughs> 
So there we go. Uh, whose fun. story is it? I, I keep yeah, everybody. Christmas. You'd really struggle to pick one. I think Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, what, a Christmas story. What is the story? I think it's just love actually is all around, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The the effect that love can have on everyone, not just and yourself. different kinds of love, not oh, just romantic yeah. love, yeah. but yeah, friendship love. Yeah. Um, Christmas brings us together. Sir. Which story did you like best? Whose story were you most in on? Uh, might, there might be two different questions i'm asking there but yeah sam's a little boy sam yeah sam and joanna okay and his and the stepdad yeah i think you can probably tell because i got a little bit defensive mark uh mark and juliet yeah okay yeah hey buddy to me you are perfect oh love you too bro <laughs> i think the one i was most invested in was um sam and the stepdad just because the payoff has brought me so much joy i think i'm most in on harry and karen the, yeah, as that's a story, a, yeah. the one I get the most emotion from is probably I, I ran through the airport once. Trying, it was just picking someone up, but I, I, I the whole time I was doing, I was like, I'm like Sam in love, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 the kid running through in that moment because it's, it's it's the it's the same thing we said about I mean, we watch John Lewis Christmas ads here. It always has children because Christmas ever felt as real as when you were a kid. So we yeah, live vicariously yeah. through that. Like, who doesn't remember their first crush when they were a kid? And true. like, and you thought it was the most real. And who's to say it wasn't? Yeah, true. Who's to say it wasn't? You Mine know? was Hannah Montana. Okay, that's that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Mine in real life was Leanne Moss. Okay, there love we go. So if you're out there, Leanne, um, so much love. Uh, mine was Colin Farrell. <laughs> um, so there we go. No, no. If we're talking celebrity, Michelle. Fyfe. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just having some fun here. Um, so I don't know. Georgia role role of women. It's not bad because there's lots of other different. There's lots and lots of different people in it. Yep. So yeah, it's. I can't complain about it, really. Like, my, like Collins, my issue isn't that the girls, because there's other, you know, he's the joke is the stereotype and the fact that he's so crazy and he's he ends up being right. It's like it's like Jay from the In Between. It's it's, it's funny, but like, yeah. I think Karen and Sarah's storylines are both really really important. They're this. both yeah. very very good. They're I don't fantastic. like all of the insinuations about girls being fat and those sorts of things when they're not. Um, cause oh, even Marti- that- yeah, even even Natalie. I like. Yeah, I like Natalie a lot. Yeah. There's a lot throughout that that even separate Natalie's people sweet. and separate people that aren't necessarily deemed to be bad characters use the same joke over and over again, and it's just a bit like use different jokes. Yep. Don't don't go to the fat well every time. But yeah, yeah, there was a bit. Well, well, we can talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, uh, do people have a? Well, I don't know. Is there anything about rule of women? I think you've pretty much nailed it. Mm. People have a favorite character. Oh God. I'm gonna go with Billy Mac. It's low hanging fruit, but I love Billy Mac in this. Oh, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> fine. Uh, I say I definitely have some least favorite characters. Uh, I'm gonna go favorite is probably I like. I really like Sam. Okay. I think he's Sam. really good. Uh, Kira Knightley, because I've always liked her in this. Yep, she's beautiful in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm torn. I'm going to go Liam Neeson because I love the idea that it's a stepdad who isn't actually like the worst. Oh. Step parents in media suck. Can I also mention that like when he says like, should we do it? He goes, okay, dad, let's do it. And yeah. he, switches, yeah, really he stops true. being yeah. Daniel and he goes to dad during the thing. Now That's it might nice. be simplistic, but I, I really like yeah. it. it does, yeah. And I like that it's not because media step parents are always seen as the evil people, the worst people. And the fact that he's yeah. the one in custody of him, he's the one who yeah. looks after him and love. Oh, it, it really... It made my heart grow. And feel so helpless and they won't talk. But the time it's over, like they, they tell each other yeah, everything. Yeah, they're, they're, everything. everything. <laughs> that bond yeah. is fantastic. Maybe there's I, a reason I, why he's in his room all the time. 
<laughs> he's trying, he, no, he's just hiding from he's yeah. hiding from him. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, what do we got next? We've got uh, best moment or element. Oh, my best moment was the cards. Cards? Okay. Yeah, the cards and, you know. It, it, it is him, the thing we know this movie from. Without quite, it is the singular <clears throat> image of the film. I will give yeah, you that. And yeah. him dealing with it and moving forward. Like I said, I'm not necessarily sure I'm against it. I just don't know where I'm at with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think the movie knows where it's at. It's always moved me. I don't yeah. know why, but it always happens. Oh, I think the movie knows where it was at it because they put it on the poster and all that. It's on the DVD cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Georgia, best one? Uh, probably a little boy running through the airport. Can you tell which story I like the most? I can. <laughs> Ethan. I really like when everything came together. Ah, oh, you keep stealing my stuff. No, like when it, <laughs> when it gets to the, to the nativity and you see everyone and just how everyone's brought together in the song. I had a grin, like I had a proper open mouth grin on my face the entire time. Because I'm like, this is, the, the two hours have been worth it for this. This was better than the end game thing. Let me go with, um, we haven't talked much about it. So let's say Sarah and her brother and they end and she's like hugging her brother. They both have Santa Claus hats on. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is sweet. And this is her victory. And it's, it's, she's, life's not fair. Life's not fair. And she ends up with this situation where obviously she's some sort of a carer for her brother. Yeah. And the sacrifices she makes and has to find comfort in that, even if it's hurting and painful. And we see that. And it's not. I'm so, I'm totally cool with Carl being like I'm not up for this. Yeah, it, Carl it, has the right to it's, say it's fair. Carl's right to say this is not what I'm signing up for. There's no bad guy in the situation. No, it's just a tragic circumstance. Yeah, yeah. I want to actually. I want to say because I, I was going to and then I forgot. But um, Karen's little cry, I think, just because it, yeah, it resonated with me so much, it was it was real for me, and I I, real I, for I, her. I yeah. love how raw that is. Um. Grumble? Should we just start with you now? I don't like the sense of humour that the whole film has. And I think that is just something that is, that's just a personal thing. Like, I don't like the in-betweeners. I don't like Bridget Jones' diary. I don't like a lot of the British kind of, that version of sexualized kind of stiff up, stiff up a lip kind of like, I don't like that humour. I just uh-huh. don't, don't like it. Um, so okay, so if you don't have the humor, I can, I there's not much for you in this film. No, yeah, no, I understand that. And then the fact that there's so many different characters, and I struggle keeping track of people in films. Um, I don't feel like enough of the stories were fleshed out enough to get the big payoff at the end when they all come together because it's all very coincidental. And I get that that's kind of how why the story's kind of is kind of trying to do that, but it just feels a bit too rushed, but also too long at the same time i don't know how they manage that i think they probably needed to cut about f- four people out of it and flesh out the others they did they did cut for yeah it's i don't enjoy the humor okay uh for me i didn't like how they keep going on about the fat jokes um that's not funny yep. never has been um but they kept going on and even women kept doing it to other women and you know i just i didn't like it I don't like um, uh, Rowan Atkinson. At certain moments of the film, I don't feel like it needed his humour. Okay. Uh, because he's a very specialised humour. I think they only used him because he was friends and he'd been in Four Weddings. Oh, for and, sure. Well, that's, yeah. And all these I, I, other things. And that was just including, I didn't like him at the airport. That could have been a completely different actor for me. Oh, I love that it was a callback. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like Rowan Atkinson. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty much the actor. And that, and that, that kind of takes me out. That's like Will Ferrell. Okay. Whenever I watch Will Ferrell in something. Although it, Will Ferrell's takes, always the lead. It takes me yeah. out of everything. Okay. 
woman fat ha 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 is my least favorite thing and, and, and not just just like whenever it's when it's anyone of any gender and because it's so heavily used it really gets annoying and again this is 2021 lenses and it, yeah but even then they didn't stop talking about it you know it yeah, wasn't just one yeah. passing joke no, no. it was it was yeah, like it's just it's a it's running a, gag it's a weird theme to have for a movie that's supposed to be about like love each other and embrace yeah uh, you guys have nailed that part. I mean, yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to go with mine, which is, uh, like, you hit the main one. I'll go with Hugh Grant will stand up for his country if you, if you, <laughs> if you bother his girlfriend. <laughs> but if you don't pick on his girlfriend, who cares if there were 65 million people in the country? <laughs> you mean the cinema photography weren't good in this? <laughs> it was not. Um, it was it was there, yeah. I, I will say the, maybe the, just the need for the tramp stamp and the need to, for the for the close yeah, up. I don't like that. Forty five yeah. minutes to weird. Pick, uh, awesome. I will say I, I do like the cinematography in a sense because the way, that, especially the bedroom scenes, how the yeah, the, oh, how, how that transition. Cool. This they film is very nice. well edited. Yeah, yeah. despite yeah. the fact that he says it was a nightmare, I think it's very well edited. Yeah. I think that also just shows the testament of how well how much of an effort they put into editing. Despite anybody's best role ever. Oh God, no. No, I don't it, think there's, so. There's not enough time. No, no one who I've seen in multiple things. Yeah, I like. Um, I like Bill Nye, but I like him better than other things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and oh, is it, hang on, is it my favorite Emma Thompson thing? Uh, it's my favorite Emma Thompson thing. I don't know. I think she gets more range and ability to show that. In, if you say Nanny uh, McPhee, I'm kicking you out of the oh, house. God no, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, in um, in uh, Saving Mr. Banks, I think she gets more to do. Oh, with that. Yes, hang on, much better in that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with this still, but I hear your point. No, yeah, yeah it, it's it's that one scene when she's crying. It's that. It's, it's that. So, yeah, it is. It is. I think it's like I get to see more of it in Banks. Yeah. Oh, I think. Okay. I, I, I like, okay. Ooh, I like that. Um, let's do. As Dwayne Smith said in his 10 BFE commandments, age game, age game, let's all play the age game. game. We're going rapid fire. Rapid fire. There's a lot. So we're going to go with Bill Nye. Uh, 52. 54. Uh, 56. Leo's bang on, 54. Do we got the Prime Minister, Hugh Grant. 43. Uh, 45. 40. You were correct, Ian. 43. Boom. Colin Firth. Uh, 42. 39. I can't answer this. 43? I knew they were the same age. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Then we've got Emma Thompson. Ooh. Oh. 45. 40. Oh, I know this. Never mind. 43. 44. Yeah, she's Ooh. one year older. Side yeah. note, Colin Firth and Hugh Grant, one day apart. Wow. wow. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Grant is one day older. <laughs> That's funny. I bet he lauded that over. So I'm one year yeah. older than one day respect older. Your than I respect your elders. <laughs> or, or maybe Firth was like, you don't know what it's like for young people these days. <laughs> Age before beauty. Uh, then Alan Rickman. Ooh. Mm. 57. 55. 57. Wow. Nicely. Then we got Fun. Martin Freeman. Ooh, 34. 36. 32. Wow. Good job, dude. I said 42. Oh, never oh. mind. Good then job. Then we got Joanna Yay. Page. Who's that? Oh, uh, the, the one above uh, Breast the, Girl. Judy. Yeah, Judy. Ju- uh, just Judy. Oh, okay. Uh, 27. 32. 29. 26. Wow. Ooh, I got that. And then we've got Sam, the little boy. Uh, 11. 10. 11. Oh, 12. 
thirteen. Wow, he really? is. A, he he is, looked young, didn't he? Yeah. Well, to be fair, he's like thirty something now, and he looks. He still looks young. Yeah, he looks like a baby, and he, that's everyone. Really? Because I'll yeah. do one more of it. Kieran Knightley, uh, thirty-two, twenty-nine, twenty-one, seventeen. Wow! Kid, so ready for this? The kid and Kieran Knightley four years apart. Oh my god. I was thinking because I was That's like, mad. oh my God, that has shocked me. Wait, so I don't know how old Chiwetel Ejiofor is no. because she's 17. Fucking oh. hell. Yeah. Wait, when did Pirates come out? This is that, Pirates is after this. Is it? Yeah. Not long after. Pirates is 2008, after. I believe. Yeah. No, I thought this, this, was was after, this is after Beckham. Bendy like Beckham. Yeah. I need to check. Check that. My brain's um, confused. So there we go. My mind. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the critics, Georgia. What we got? Yeah. So I have got uh, David Edelstein from Slate. Uh, he says, it's a terrific fun for an hour, but the last 129 minutes, you might find yourself going into insulin shock, which is a joke about how sweet and like sappy it is, which is quite funny. Uh, Stephanie Azarachek from Asalon.com says there are no fewer than nine interlocking and overlapping love stories in Richard Curtis's deadly epic sprawl of a romantic comedy love actually by the end of the movie that's nine too many she didn't like it much okay uh, Roger Moore I didn't know that you were writing things under a pseudonym <laughs> <laughs> Roger Moore from the Orlando Sentinel says uh, it's too busy with too many stories to tell but there's so much heart and silly fun here and genuine sentiment here delivered by an A-list of Britain American talent that it's hard to fault and then finally we have our good friend Roger Ebert that says the movie's only flaw is also a virtue it's jammed with characters stories warmth and laughs until at times curtis seems to be working from a checklist of obligatory movie love situations and doesn't want to leave anything out but he gives it three and a half out of four so ah there we go uh so we asked uh our fledging fandom about their thoughts on uh sorry what do you got i think you got uh pirates in this one mixed around which is about 19 in 2004 when did this come out? 2003, didn't it? Uh, 2004. Love Actually? Yeah. Pirates comes out in 2003. You gotta keep in mind when it was filmed, right? Oh, no, I tried to find it, and it was still just like 2004 because of the rushed editing. Oh, let's take a look here. What do we got here? I might be completely wrong. It says here... Uh, 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 sorry, no, ignore me. 2003. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so five years. Sorry, she's 18, not 17. Yeah. 18. There we go. We're both wrong. We're both we have wrong. a button for both. Yes, but we'll just go ahead and power through this. <laughs> uh, so I asked the uh, the peeps, as per usual, how is Love Actually? As, the number one answer was it was a great film, but only with 39.6% of the vote. Wow. 18.9 good, 20.8 okay, 20.8 bad. Which is wow. kind of actually where I thought it might fit. That makes sense with it's like, a bit of the a American d- audience. Well, it's a sickly... Uh, no, I don't think the Americans know about it. I think there's just people who just like a rom-com, and they're going to come down on this, because it's, it's very rom-com-y. Uh, yeah, it is. It's yeah. marketed as the ultimate romantic comedy, so if you don't like those, there we go. Uh, hey, 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 Mr. Postman, Russell Osborne says, I love it! Curtis does an outstanding job with the directing and the script. That combined with the performances from one of the best ensemble casts ever takes you on a roller coaster of emotions. Hugh Grant dancing to jump at number 10 is my wife's ever favorite movie moment. <laughs> uh, friend of the podcast and poet laureate, Dwayne Smith. Hi, Dwayne Smith. So sorry, Georgia. I know you're not a fan, but I have watched this every year since 2003. Hugh Grant is the prime minister we deserve. Emma Thompson is his wonderful sister. And Alan Rickman as her not-so-perfect husband. Uh, all women hate Mia. Colin Firth does does down on his luck so well. I love the conversations between Jamie and Aurelia. You feel the uh, grief of Daniel and Sam. Similar for Mark, you feel his pain being in love with Juliet, a girl we can't have. Poor Sarah never gets Carl, and Colin Frizzle never fails to make me laugh. It all works so well, actually. 
If I may, we talked a little bit about Mark and the girl. When they go to the airport, Mark's hanging out with the two of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah he's he there. Now, I kind of wanted him to have like a girl he was seeing. Yeah, yeah hi, yeah. this is my new girlfriend. Or hi, yeah, we're yeah, going yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whole, oh, oh, I, I got to go. Yo, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah it's good, but I, but I got to go because I got a date later. Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Yeah, we didn't yeah, get yeah, that, yeah. did we? This he's uh, doing okay. Uh, Lena Oberholzer says, I usually just trip contributes for our real roundtable. So interesting to get a, a piece of perspective. And it says, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't like the card scene. I think it's creepy and not romantic at all. I really don't get why it's still considered as the scene to this day. Griff in the Paul and Griff show says, the godfather of multiple stories coming together. Yeah, some scenes haven't aged well, but it's a Christmas ritual to watch this every year. Great film. I think I'm with Griff on that. Yeah. Uh, it's a musical podcast. Danny and Drew say, essential Christmas viewing. I love Bill Nye, especially his aunt and or deck bit great behind the scenes <laughs> tidbits from richard curtis wife here too and he puts a little link out we will tweet that out uh we've got kev from the podcast that wouldn't die christmas is all around period yes that is right uh we've also got uh Stu from Stu World order podcast says i haven't seen it in probably 15 plus years but i thought it was cute and fun when i saw it i like the stories ranging from adorable to depressing to creepy Tony Held, featured presentation production, says, I worship at the altar of our Lord and Savior, Richard Wiley Anthony Curtis, CBE. So great film. Even some of the love stories in it are kind of creepy. <laughs> and then finally, Carl Ho, 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 says, Don't know if I made it in time, but I haven't seen it anyway. <laughs> so thank you very much, folks. All that's left for us to do now is, well, in a second, we're going to talk about uh, what, we're, what we're rating it. But, Georgia, do you have our update on the Patreon? I do, yes. I mean, uh, nothing's really changed, but we are getting ready to launch in what is actually a scarily short amount of time now um, because. I've actually got to launch the button and press the launch button and leave it launched because I've accidentally launched it twice. You have, yes. Um, <laughs> luckily, no one saw it when it was accidentally launched. Um, so, yeah, let me find our thing. Do, 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 do. Tears. There we go. Right, so, friend of the podcast, £3 per month. That's friend of, of the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> £3 per month. That <laughs> gets you access to all of the content plus exclusive Patreon content. Uh, the power to vote um, in different um, things we put out, including real roundtables, uh, votes for your score on each film as part of an audience voice vote, and a vote in our best of worst of at the end of each year. And the fifth chair? Yeah. yeah so it, of, of, oh, is that the one Braves to serve that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, just for joining, you'll get a mini message sent to you um, from us as a thank you, plus a birthday message as well. Uh, so that's our first tier second tier best friend of the podcast at nine pounds per month that's best, best, best friend, friend of, of the, the podcast. podcast for nine pounds a month so everything in the first tier plus you'll also get a quarterly mini gift sent straight to your door so it's likely to include stuff stuff it's physical stuff, stuff. it will be like a postcard a magnet tangible a ring, stuff a sticker something like that plus four times a year you get to visit us in live on the action uh, and see us unedited and in real time so basically you'll get to join us either on like a zoom call or something like that you get to watch us record. you can watch georgia eating pizza yeah. you can watch me <laughs> flub all of my lines <laughs> lines yeah it's so yeah you get all of that so you get everything else plus that as yeah. well uh, and then our third tier bff of the podcast at 20 pounds per month that's bff, BFF. of the podcast <laughs> for 20 pounds a month limited to only 12 people so get in early if you want to be part of that one so um, we can't do 13 
No, only 12. Wow. I know. There's only 12 months in a year. There, that's right. So yeah. it's not 11, it's 12, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we can only well, do 12. Uh, so if we've got 11, that's okay, because we can have one more. Okay, so, good. Okay. But if we've okay. got 12, that's it. Okay. All right. Uh, so We're not having get... a baker's dozen then. We're not having 13. No, 12. No, 12. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> everything that we've already said, uh, plus uh, you will get to join us on the podcast, you choose the film of the parameters, those sorts of, uh, mm-hmm. in, within our parameters, um, and join us for the end game on that film. We will discuss it with you. We'll do all sorts of different bits and pieces, but as soon as we press that end game button, you are welcome to join us. Age game, age game. You can join in the, the age, age game. game. Age game, absolutely. Uh, so it'll be recorded and edited and posted to the podcast universe. It isn't just going to be on Patreon. It will be a full episode that your voice will get to be on the yes. end of. Uh, plus, after being uh, a BFF of the podcast for six months, you will receive a free Patreon only t-shirt to show off your long-term friendship with us that's right sounds good to me if you're into some fantasy football watch this space how do i sign up to this Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine trying to explain patreon to liam it's, it's, it's on patreon and you search for best film ever pod there, there we go there and we'll we have go. links up all sorts of stuff will happen now we need time for our ratings liam what's your given love actually did you feel it in your fingers did you feel it in your toes oh, i oh. felt it everywhere do you know a funny thing right i love this movie and i'd watched it several several times um again I, I go back to this and when we're on this podcast i look at it with a different eye mm-hmm so I went in, seriously, given this like a nine, nine and a half. I, would, I love this film. Um, but since we've reviewed it and since we've gone through it, there's things about it I don't like, which I've already mentioned. So I'm going to give this, ooh, what do I flip-flop from? Eight, strong eight cue cards shown to Kira Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> eight, eight strong cue cards. It's good because they need to, need to be held. They <laughs> do. Well, I still belong between eight, eight and a half. No, bless you. Go eight, ahead. Eight is where I'm at. It's where you're at. Georgia, I assume you want also to put down eight on your list here. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. I will politely decline the eight. Um, no, I, it's just not for me. I don't like it. I have a very oppositional reading to it. And I know I'm not in the majority on that, but apparently 20% of our... Yeah, yep, absolutely. Agree with me. So, so you're twenty five percent of our pod. So there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel all right with that. Um, so I am going to give it a wobbly lobster costume in a nativity play, and that's that's equivalent to a six. A six. Yeah. <laughs> you're higher than I thought you'd be. Yeah. Don't, don't they have eight legs? I thought you were going to say four. No, that's an octopus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ethan cephalopod. I, I really enjoyed this as a first watch. I've been putting it off ages because I was like, oh, it's a massive thing. And it's a, it's like the Christmas movie. And I was grinning ear to ear from this for a lot of this film. And it resonated with me in points that I wasn't expecting to. I really love the performances. I think the editing is spectacular for what Richard Curtis said it was. And everyone gives it their all. And for that, I'm going, despite all the issues I do have, I'm going for eight and a half golden shits out of ten. Eight, wait, eight and a half what? Golden, golden shits. shits. It's what the guy, the producer music guy calls the song. Yeah. He's like, this is a load oh, of shit. Oh, solid like, gold yeah, shit. Yeah. Solid gold shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, here we go then. Uh, I'm going to say, I love this movie. This movie is Christmas. This movie is complications in what love is love is both that new feeling of a new relationship it's powering not powering through but it's it's the what happens when that newness goes away and it's commitment mm. um it is family love it is it is platonic love love you buddy uh, you too. it is 
it's it's all sorts of things. And this film, I'll tell you what I like. I like films that are clever enough to anticipate my response and then throw me for a loop. Yeah. And the example of this is Colin Frizzle going to Milwaukee, and it all works, works out. Yeah. And they've played me for the whole movie. And the same movie that gives me that then gives me Emma Thompson acting her yeah. socks off in the yeah. next scene. So here we go. I'm going to go ahead and give my vote to nine King of Beer Budweiser's <laughs> out of ten. I love this film. Incredible. So there Actually. we go. You love Actually. this. Actually. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> so that's what we thought. What did you think? We are really opposed to us. Let us know. Uh, well, you know, we do the shout outs every week. Let us know what you think and we'll get back to you, hopefully, in due course. Are you going to be like Hermes and write me a 20 tweet? A manifesto that Georgia got this week about the Matrix. Still didn't explain how that serum works. <laughs> it's an optical illusion. Uh, so Not here, how magic doohickeys. Magic doohickeys everywhere. So here's the. So all this has to do is talk about what we're doing next week. In this case, next week actually means this coming Friday, and yep. we will be releasing. It might. Is it a Christmas film? I don't know, but it's definitely a Christmas Eve film. We Give are doing game, motherfuckers. Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd like to just point out that I think Love Actually is as much a Christmas film as Die Hard is. It's just set at Christmas. That's what Christmas no, is. No, five weeks to... No, every, at Christmas, you tell the truth. How many times does this get... This gets said more in you this movie than in a Doctor more, Who episode. Give me a countdown to Christmas. Yeah, no, you're, you're wrong on that one. <laughs> it's, just, it's not particularly Christmassy, though, is it? It's carol singers. It's a. It's a... I know so much of this is at Christmas. You tell the Nativity. truth. You tell people you love them. Nativities, yeah. Christmas presents. But there's no like, there's no Christmas trees or there are Christmas there trees. Christmas trees. There's, there's a whole one. scene about opening a there's present a and the importance one. of what the present was. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I like my Christmas films with She's got Tim tree, Allen as tree Santa Claus. There we go. <laughs> and this is why you're wrong. So. Uh, next, so on Friday we are doing Die Hard, so be oh, truncated. Yeah. We'll have a little bit less shout outs Alan and things Rickman like again. this. Oh, Alan yeah. Rickman doing the double. Yeah, yeah. Is it our first two Alan Rickman back films we've back. done? I think. I don't think we've done Rickman before. Oh. To be fair, he starts really yeah, late, yeah, yeah. so he, he, does, does, he does. Yeah, but it's not like we're doing films in chronological order from the start of time, is it? No. <laughs> we made it to a hundred episodes. No Rickman by one hundred two. Two Rickman. <laughs> we're making up. We're making up. We're making up for lost Rickman. So, yeah. with that in mind, please oh, join us. Rickman. A very Merry Christmas from everybody here yeah, at the BF feed, everybody out there. Uh, we love you all over the world. That is indeed. Love is all around. Right. And remember, uh, well, please join us next week when we tackle, or by next week, I mean Friday, when we say Merry Christmas and Yippie Kaye <laughs> through John McClane and Die Hard for best film ever. Uh, Benin. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And remember, kids, don't buy downloads. Become a podcaster and they give you them for free. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. go Pip disagrees no he he likes British women (laughs) and he goes and oi (laughs) (laughs) he's just making sure his voice is heard (laughs) 